What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 27 of your mom's favorite threesome. And we've got a great weekend recap for you here today. We had Antoine and I both in Dallas. Didn't talk to each other. We'll talk about that. Oh, no. uh, we had the... Somewhat in- salty about that. <laughs> Maybe a little salty about that. Got the NBA All-Star Weekend. A lot took place there. We'll break down that. Uh, we had some college f- uh, basketball news take place. We'll talk about the Jawan Howard incident and what uh, the penalties going into that is. Um, we've got our movie list. We've got a little bit of college football. Uh, so... A lot to talk about here today, so let's go and uh, hop it right into it. Um, it. The show started before saying this was episode 27, which is the Mike Trout episode is what Sam liked to call it. I like to call it the the dynasty that is the New York Yankees 27 rings, but, you know, it, it is whatever. But uh, What's going on, guys? How are we doing? Doing all right, man. What's going on with you, Philly? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh... You know, How was your weekend, Preston? Do what? How was your weekend? It was a great weekend, Antoine. Mine was too. I had a great it weekend. Was fucking amazing. You know, and you guys were in the same town. I thought Antoine was going to Kansas City, but he liked to let me know on the way down there that he was going to Dallas as well. And hey, I was super excited because I thought, hey, we might be able to meet up and do a little something. Problem was, neither one of us communicated. That's on oh both of us. Oh my god! That's on both of us. Because I was excited when you listen, said that. I was listen like, to this cap right now. <laughs> I just want you. you I just want the me? listeners to hear this. Cap? Because okay. I called Preston when I found out. I want to hear this story. <laughs> I called out. Preston when I found out I was going to Dallas because Kansas City had bad weather. So we were like, forget that. We don't want to be stuck in that shit. Let's just go to Dallas and go to these places we've been wanting to go to. Call Preston. He didn't answer. Damn. Right? And I know, and I know he was available because he had just talked to my girlfriend about the fact that he was going to Dallas. He saw her in the hallway. And she was like, oh, I just talked to Preston. And Preston said he's going to Dallas. So I called him. Then I sent him a text. I'm coming to Dallas. And Preston hit me with the, oh, shit. And didn't talk to me for the rest of the weekend. And then he so, ghosted him. We didn't text that, that lets me know where we stand who in text, our friendship. Who talked to who last? Bro, you said, oh, Yeah, because I was like, You didn't the, call me back. Philly, what vibe would you get from that? Okay. <laughs> we're we're going to hang out uh, we'll from the oh shit. Yeah, what, what vibe? If I call I don't know if, it's, if you I, call so me. So we're off the bat. So when it's saying oh shit, it sound, if we're off the bat. It sounds like, okay, here we go. We're about to party. I'm ready to burn you to the ground. No, yeah, that, that was no. That is exactly. That is not, so, so I should have hit you with some uh, exclamation But then go into, uh, uh not it being ghosting, then yeah, it turns out that sounds like oh shit. Yeah. It goes from not being like oh shit. If Preston would have texted me like bro, I'm coming to Dallas, I would have been like, bro, hell yeah, that's lit as fuck. Like, let's make sure we link up. That's, so, so that's my energy, right? Like, hell yeah, bro. So that would have been like oh shit. So now if we got to talk no, no magic, exclamation oh, shit. point. Oh, no, that's where I messed up. That's why I agree. That's why I should. Oh shit. Well, here's I was already driving. All right, and guess what? He could call hey, me. No, because when you t- when you called me, I was on the phone. I was already. I was. I literally took phone calls and worked from the time I left here till I got down to Dallas. So I don't. I don't know why I take days off anymore because I just work on them. But that's another story for whatever. But anyway. Yes, I messed up with the exclamation point. I own that fa- fact because when I saw that and I told Mikhail, I go, 
oh shit, I go, Antoine's coming to Dallas. And she's like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And we didn't link up. Did not link up. (laughs) How disappointing is that? It's disappointing. Me and Preston have known each other for 10 years? At least, yeah. At least 10 years? And if I tell you I'm coming to Dallas and you hit me with an old shit, can we box? Well, it's the boxing business. He didn't have the nerve to Snapchat me what he was doing. He's so Once again, that's showing you like I'm putting the ball in your court for you to say something to me, and you never responded to anything, even my text. You know, oh, I, I'm wrong. I should have been like, oh shit. When you send me the stat, I should have been like, oh, shit. That would have been awesome. <laughs> so what I love is, this is the part I do love that hearing all this, is that Saturday night, uh, I'm at home watching the All-Star stuff, and I actually do text the group about how bad this fucking smelling dunk hunt is. We're going to get more than that in a minute. And Antoine's, me and Antoine are chatting it up. And I'll, and then I just don't hear anything, from, anything Preston. from Preston. But normally, if me and Preston are chatting in the group chat, all of a sudden Preston will be like, you know what's worse? Antoine, I'm answering any oh, fucking yeah. texts. Yes. No, but you <laughs> know what? That's why Antoine didn't do that. In my mind, the reason I really didn't hit you up is because I didn't know what Preston had planned. And I know myself sometimes. Or sometimes, like, when you're going out of town with somebody and you have, you know, you're, you, I'm you, you went out of town home. with Michaela. And I'm, two friends. I'm assuming. I'm assuming like you're just going down there to have a chill time, relax. I'm like, I'm not gonna just because my plans change. I'm not gonna change your plans. I'm not gonna intervene because you probably just want some time between you and her. So that was that was my mindset. When you hit me with the old shit, I was like, okay, they're probably just doing something. But the, one thing you gotta remember is this man. He shows up. Good chance shots start flowing. Your buddy's thirtieth birthday. Comes, you know, oh, if I would have showed up, you're getting fucking blasted. See, <laughs> like, we're yeah. all walking you think out of there. It worked out well for me last time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all walking I out of there. With the dry <laughs> Sorry, I said we're walking out of there. We're all rolling out of there in wheelchairs. <laughs> but no, that's that's why I really because I was just like they probably got some type of chill thing they're trying to do. So I was like, I'm not even gonna. Well, no, it wasn't chill because I wasn't responding to you Saturday because I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty lit. <laughs> it was an all day drink fest. I ended so. up at uh, Lolo's Chicken and Waffles <laughs> like that night watching the dunk contest, yeah. eating, oh, smashing nice. on some food. That's awesome. Oh, that it was good. bomb as hell. Too, so. I went to this Italian restaurant and uh, not trying to take anything away because our um, the per- our, my friend group uh, shout out Chelsea and Taylor who put on this trip, who kind of picked out the things and kind of what we went with it or whatever. Uh, she picked out a restaurant, and it was had a very cool vibe. It was an Italian restaurant, had a great vibe and everything. I think we're all very disappointed with the food. I mean, it, it was like th- my buddy, we, he made us all taste his because it literally tasted like Chef, Bar- uh, Chef Boardy's sauce. Damn. It was just like, what is going That's on? I mean, like, I, I didn't complain. Like, How do you my fuck my up food, Italian? I think, was okay, but it, it definitely wasn't what the bill was. Which I didn't understand. <laughs> Um, we got an Airbnb at a place. Um, were you all close to downtown? Yeah, yeah, no, we were downtown. It was, Damn. it was. At, I was at the Westin. Oh, nice. Well, I, I couldn't have been that far from you. Oh yeah. Because how how close is Westin to uh, the, the Sheridan? Uh, Antoine's not salty at all about this. Oh, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm salty just because I didn't get the response that I wanted. Uh, but uh, but okay. I'm not that salty yeah, because because yeah, yeah. it is my fault too. It sure. is my fault too. Thank you because for because I, it's a, because it's a in my mind. Street. Street. But when he hit me with the old shit, I was just like, okay, he's probably just like, See, that's, I don't want to intervene. That's you know, like, like, where, I don't want to interrupt. Hey, that's the problem doing. with like yeah. text and emails and things like that. That's kind of emotion. That's crazy. Because when I saw that, I was like lit. I swear to God, I was like. 
Oh, you shit. You know what's crazy? You know, the, you're, I agree with you with the text and email, which is why I called your bum ass. <laughs> you I just called me back. I, you could have called me back. This I don't know, I'm, I'm not, not kidding. Like, it was know. just a stressful situation. <laughs> I, I just, Listen to this. How long did it thing. take you to get down there? Uh, it, it took me. It was pretty much four hours. Dude, it took me every bit of five hours because we hit that slowdown through. Uh, See, we went around that shit. We went. We hit, we hit <laughs> we Choc- the, so the Choctaw Hotel or uh, Casino. Right there. Right there. Yeah. Awful. Just, yeah. We went, Ridiculous. We went, Bumper to bumper. It's terrible. Just, no, bro. it was awful. Terrible. And then well, we got we to took, Dallas, and we first of all, never seen this before. Luckily, it wasn't our the way we were going. It was the uh, uh, other side of the traffic. One of those big signs that say like exit. This is two miles. Exit this. The one yeah. big green signs that hang over the highway yeah. fell. Oh it was in God. the middle of the road, and they were trying to lift this side with a crane, and it kept falling and, like, hitting. And, well, traffic was bumper to bumper for, like, two, three miles of just standstill traffic. Oh, my God. I was God. like, that sucks. <laughs> because it was, like, crazy. Friday about 5 o'clock. I was oh. like, or about 4.30. I was thinking, these people are getting off work, thinking ready to start their weekend and everything, and not, not knowing that they got a two-hour drive home. What time home. did you leave, bro? I left at like eleven fifty. It was almost about around the time. Because I got off work at like, I worked a half day, so I got off at like eleven thirty. I was probably like, we might have been like thirty forty five minutes. How crazy is that? Like one of your bros, you just like it's you're so close, but you're not. You know what I mean? Well, apparently in real life they are so close, but they're not. <laughs> right? Apparently, and this is how I picture because Preston told me about the traffic. This is how I I pictured my how this exchange went. Antoine texts him to let him know. And Preston's sitting in his car super pissed about the traffic. He just sits there. He goes, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Antoine's going to be in Dallas. And so he sits like, oh, shit. Antoine gets that text. He's like, okay, here we go. This weekend's about to be lit. And then he never hears from Preston again. <laughs> I've never heard from Preston. <laughs> you, I, I was the last one who started. Okay, no. we went too far. We need to start the podcast, but... Either I'm sorry. I should have I should have indicated more into what was going on. I had a great time I didn't in know Dallas. Plan, so I, I hope you had okay. a great time in Dallas no, I was late. because I had a good time. So this was a great um, story, though. It was, it was a great way to start. We don't talk a lot too personal stuff on here. We, we need to incorporate that a little bit more yeah. into the pod as well. What's going on and all that? Because I had so much going on this weekend. I did not watch any of Saturday's all, all, um, all-star events. So. Sam, Antoine, let's start off by saying, how was the dunk contest? Hold on, first off, hold on, hold on, hold on before we get into that trash ass shit, hold on, Philly, let, let Philly, Philly watch most of All-Star Weekend, so Philly, talk, talk to us about the skills challenge and talk to us about the three-point contest, and then we'll and get then into we'll the atrocities yeah, that is, the dunk contest. Uh, you know, just watching it, uh, you know, got done with uh, one of the many moves I watched this weekend, but getting into it, I was just really impressed with the skills contest, just starting off, you know, Team Cleveland, uh, Garland, Mobley, and those guys uh, ended up winning it, but they were very impressive, but the rookies team, mainly led by uh, OKC's Josh Giddy. Um, they put on a show, too. I mean, uh, he did a lot of the heavy lifting, but Kate Cunningham uh, put in his time, too. Uh, it was it was a fun watch. I mean, you know, you get to see the future of the NBA and what uh, they're going to be showcasing throughout these years was a lot of fun. And to be quite honest with you, it showed that Cleveland uh, isn't going anywhere anytime. Isn't, they're going to just keep getting better with those three. Um, so that was a fun watch. 
getting into the three-point contest, what to me over the last years has been the best contest because it actually gets stars. The last few years? I think the last few years, yeah. I don't know. The dunk contest that was in Chicago, and I'm not being biased, but that was really good dunk contest, bro. Uh, the last great dunk contest. When was that? That was two- 2020. Oh, that's right. What? 2020 was okay. Late. Who was in Who that was one? That? that was uh, when Zach Levine got. Oh, not Zach Levine. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon got cheated. It was Aaron Gordon okay. and uh, Derek. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. Derek yeah. Jones Jr. Yeah. Okay, and so it was, Aaron, it was, that was pretty it good. Was lit. That was pretty good. So yeah. last, let's be honest. The last great the, that was that one was pretty good. The last great one was Levine, uh, Zach Levine, and Aaron Gordon. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, Aaron Gordon 16, had the that last was a, two great dunk contests. Yeah, Aaron Gordon should have and two he should wins. Have two wins. Yeah, but uh, but no, the three point it just it look Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, great dunkers. They're not superstars. No. I mean, the three-point contest no. is getting superstars in well, them. Zach Levine's kind of a superstar. Now. He's, he's yeah, a star. Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. He's, a, <laughs> <laughs> he's not biased, folks. This guy from Chicago World <laughs> is not biased. Not at all. But it was a lot of fun. I mean, you get down to you get a – and this is the fun part about it. Is you get a seven-foot guy in Cat who uh, is going to be against, you know, Troy Young, who many are calling like the heir apparent to Steph Curry, once uh, Steph does officially call it uh, quits in the league, which if you watched him on Sunday, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But, I mean, it was just a fun matchup. And then Cat wins, goes out and just balls out in the final round. And, you know, it's cool. He's wearing the uh, necklace uh, with his mom's name on it, which was really sweet. You know, the NBA – you know they they're sticklers sometimes, and they find them for that kind of stuff. But they didn't find them for that. And then we get to the dunk contest. Well, hey, real quick, I wanted to say about Cat. I was saying, telling you guys before the podcast started, I had to like double check what I saw when I saw that he had won. I was like, what? The seven footer just won the. I don't think a three point shooter. You know, sure. I, mean, I know, I know he can shoot, but that just shows you how skilled these guys are. Oh yeah, Crazy, that bro. a guy like that can just get hot in a moment and beat a guy like Trey Young who's just throwing up threes from the freaking half court. Crazy, you know, oh, yeah. it's just ridiculous. So anyway, I just had to say that because that that took me by surprise. It's okay because that was the most the most interesting part of the All Star Year little talk. There was that because <laughs> after that the dunk contest happened, and let me tell you something, folks. I wish I could. Take back all those minutes I watched that trash ass. That uh, show. was the most trash dunk contest I've ever seen in my life. Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think we've fallen? You know, guys tr- trying new things. You know, obviously, um, you know, dude busting out the Timberlands, dunking in that. That, that was kind of that was kind of creative. I like the concept, and I like I like that guy too. But like, I like Cole Anthony. But like, why do you think you know guys are getting more and more athletic, being able to do things like they've never done before? Yet here we are where we're finding ourselves in just trash dunk contests. Because the thing Social I, media. And I hate to say it, too, is that these guys, I mean, the really the biggest name guy in this thing is what, Jalen Green? And he's a rookie. And people know he's got hops, but you watched his performance, and it took him almost fucking 10 minutes to complete a dunk. It was and, trash. And I mean, it's just, I like, the, I like what they have done with... You have to and it, you have to hit the rim too. That's what Jalen Green kept he kept just completely missing the other side didn't count as a dunk. But I do like that they have a you get three tries and then you immediately get thirty. I mean, Obi Toppin, it's just there was just no the creativity was the, the Thames was cool. Nobody but, got first really did anything first try either. No, I it mean it all took multiple times. There was no wow factor. It was just it was just. 
But none of these guys bring wow factor. I mean, you we talk yeah. about Aaron Gordon. We know Aaron Gordon can bring wow factor. You mean we talk about Zach Levine. We know Zach Levine can bring uh, wow factor. The guys that can bring wow factor into a dunk contest are just not doing it. I well, mean, by wow factor, what does that mean? Are you saying like you the feel electricity? Like the name you just, yeah, it's of that it's, person. And you know what they could, they could possibly bring. I mean, these guys. I that's what the dunk contest is missing. And, like, you went right back to it where you said it's taking so long to get a dunk. Yeah. Obviously, that plays such a big role. It's sure. Like we want, you, we yeah. want you to do something very creative and hard and all that. But, like, there's a <clears> lot <throat> of pressure on you doing that. That first try, maybe a second try. That, to where it was so awesome, your miss was so electric, it got everyone super excited. And, and like, we let's see if you can do it and then does yeah. it, you know. But that goes into what, what works for the three-point contest is this is – it's constant. Like, yeah. you're going. There's no stoppage point in this. Like, as soon as someone gets done, the next one's getting set up to go again. I mean, it doesn't – there's no breaks. There's no, like, taking time to set up, like, getting someone from the stands, setting up how you want to jump or you, like, take a run to see how the toss is and everything. It just kind of draws itself out. And I get it. Yeah, the first one, if you miss it, but you they see that this could possibly be something special – like that gets people excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, w- rarely with those kind of dunks nowadays. It's rare when you see them do it for the first time. I mean, that's one thing that made you go back to Vince Carter's uh, slam dunk contest, which, by the way, was twenty two years ago. No, which is insane, and we're still like talking about it like it because was yesterday. it was great. Right? Yeah. No, absolutely. But you just watched. He got every single one of those on the first try and he made it look so effortless and these guys That's to the sick. point they try to be creative but at the same time too they're not getting it on the first try or their second right. try and I after mean, that it's the mood's gone I, I will I will I will say this I agree I agree with what you uh, what you said um as far as there does need to be superstar athletes superstar NBA players joining this dunk contest but let me tell you the reason why the dunk contest has kind of fallen off. And we've had some hits in between, but for the main reason why it's not consistently great every year. Not only is it not it not only is it because of the superstars, right? We're not getting that those big names that we want to see, yada yada yada. Yeah. But a lot of these guys are just pussy. The dunk contest is the biggest stage. I don't care, All-Star Game or not. It's the biggest stage for All-Star Weekend. It used to be a rite of passage for The guys. reason people watch the All-Star Game is because they want to see these guys dunk. No, Let's be not. honest. Like, three-point contest, I agree. It is the best because all the superstars go in there. Yeah. But when the dunk contest hits, people talk about it for years, a.k.a. Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, a.k.a. Yeah. Vince Carter, a.k.a. Zach Levine and, and Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Aaron Gordon is known for his last two dunk sure. contests. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the uh, dunk contest is the biggest stage in All-Star Weekend, in my opinion. I agree. Has it lived up to the hype every no. year? Absolutely not. Another reason, social media. That's When I say social media, I'm saying that because you have professional dunkers now. You have professional dunkers that like Jordan Clarkson and and uh, that's a good point. And uh, you know Chris Staples. You know I follow some of these guys on social media. Jordan Kilgannon. You have these guys posting on social media the craziest dunks you've ever seen in your life. Sure, the craziest dunks and doing it every day. NBA players now have to live up to that hype. When you go to the NBA dunk contest, you pretty much didn't see everything. 
right? When you're watching it, for me personally, I mean, if you don't follow those guys, it does feel like even in a sense that you have seen almost any kind of dunk. Exactly. Even if you don't follow those guys, you you have seen that kind of stuff. And Sports Center will repulse that onto you know to their main feed, and then everybody's talking about it, and then you're like, oh my god, what is this? What can they do in a dunk contest? You know what I mean? I kind of feel like. If you really want to have a good dunk contest, you might as well let some of these professional dunkers in. I mean, that's one way to do it, but I honestly think but, now the NBA has to make some kind of incentive for these guys to want to be to in it. To want to be in it, but because, they're afraid I mean, to look like what, what this past weekend looked like. They I don't just, want that. Uh, it's just tough for it's me because it would be bad for the brand, but also, too, I just – it would it could be so – I mean, I just think the pros for it almost outweigh the cons. Yeah. Um, I think win they, it, yeah, I think they win it, but just I mean, just you think about it, like too. They the Vince Carter uh, dunk contest is iconic, but the thing that you know people still do talk about in a sense is that Vince ran away with that thing. The thing about it was is that in like the nine out of like ten years, Steve Francis wins that dunk contest yeah. with what he did. Oh wait, Tracy McGrady killed it in that dunk contest. Let's mm-hmm. not forget T Mac on the Raptors, T Mac. Was in that dunk contest, mm. and he was doing. He was killing it too. Well, see, Fran- I think he was Steve, third. He was third. Steve Francis was second. Yeah, but you just to have that kind of competition. I mean, there was no competition against Carter, but you look at the Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, you know Jordan and Dominique. I mean, you look at guys that are Spoiler. great competition. I mean, just imagine, and just, if it could happen, I mean, imagine a finals of. At fully healthy, a Zion versus Jaw final that Crazy. would be insane. Yeah. And I mean, I'm like, they don't have to necessarily be big name stars like those two. Michael Bridges for the Hornets, that dude is insane. Miles Bridges or Miles Bridges? Hell yeah, yeah I Miles see, Bridges. But I want to see him in it. You know who ruined it? Low key, LeBron James. No, because I want to say it. this: if you look at NBA history, a lot of top names in the NBA were in the dunk contest. And then LeBron James came. And he never was a part of that dunk contest. Dwight Howard did it before LeBron did it. Yeah. You know, like there were there were big names to join it, but LeBron kind of fucked it off. Because it's just winning the NBA slam dunk contest just meant so much. Yeah. Kobe did it. I remember when Kobe when Kobe did it, like I think his rookie year or Mm -hmm. second year. Second year. And he went out there and won that shit, bro. It's um, that's a good segue because yes, I everyone knows dunk t- contests got to get better because they I mean, don't. Fucking Ray Allen was on one. They, they don't want to fall into that. They're the uh, the Pro Bowl, the NFL Pro Bowl, because if if that's what the dunk contest becomes, is to where no one's watching. That just kills the weekend. But it will. If people will watch, but you're, I agree with you. Well, they, they, I think they the might start watching, watching, but you got people like Sam just said, man, I would give, you know, something, anything to get that time back because, I mean, here's the deal. I'll tell you right now. Like I said, I mean, obviously I was busy this week and all that, so I wasn't on social media and all that. I'm sitting here right now. I don't know who won the dunk contest. <laughs> yeah. I think I mentioned oh, it. Yeah, OB Top and won. See, I couldn't have told But the that. problem was is that, too, is that, Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin won major, mainly because the guy he was in the finals against missed three dunks, yeah. so he ends with a thirty. All Obi Toppin's got to do is complete a dunk and yeah. he wins. Absolutely, that's so fucking. That's so dumb. 
Yeah. And he's so tall and lanky. Da, 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 I know. Like, he, he looks it, I love it when it's like the shorter guys that are dunking. And by short, it don't even have to be like Nate Robinson. Right. Sure. No, I, I I'm just saying, like, just and like, like even Nate, we forget about Nate Rob, three time dunk champion. I know, like, I miss those. Like, yeah. We've had some in between great dunk competitions. But it's just, if you want to be consistent, I agree with you. They need superstars. And they need to probably hire Dwight Howard, hire Chris Staples to help him dunk in the dunk contest yeah. when he was on the Lakers. There you, go. you know, like, you need to probably start doing that if you actually care. That's not going to do If you go out there and just look good, that'll take, I think that'll take your brain to another. They can't be afraid to do it. So the NBA is going to do a, a one or two things going into next year. They've either got for next year's All-Star event, they get to either officially put the three-point contest as the final event and let the slam dunk contest be second, just kind of switching spots, or they've got to make some incentives for these named guys, yeah. these guys that are going to bring that juice to the slam dunk contest right. back. They, they're going to have to do something. Because, I mean, this, this, uh, this was so bad. Literally, I sat there and I was like, the Pro Bowl dodgeball game was more exciting than this was. No, it was And if I'm saying bad, that, bro. it's trash. Yeah. It was bad, bro. No, um, okay, real quick. So you mentioned LeBron. So I want to go into that before we get into the actual All-Star game itself. So, LeBron's return to Cleveland, right? You would imagine that that dude absolutely ruled the night. Everyone loved him. He got the championship, all that stuff. He was not the king of Sunday night. Oh, that Paul, came at halftime. The, the, do you, he, he was not the king no. of se- He was Sunday the king night. until the actual king showed his face. I will say this. <laughs> I, did, I, about? I will give Cleveland this. And, of course, they shouldn't have any bad blood. Actually, but I did like the... I did like uh, his uh, the uh, ovation that he did get from Cleveland fans. It was good. And, of course... Classic LeBron did throw out there this weekend to never rule out another return I know, to Cleveland. Which makes me just sick. I, I just, know. I, I as like. Soon, we as know soon it's as like, they start getting kind of good again, it's like, oh, I could Google. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. I would. I would. And that's the thing. So I mean, obviously, as great as LeBron is, I don't want to see him touch this young nucleus. Yeah. For the Cleveland, because I like what they have going on. Just play with the Lakers till your son gets to the NBA, bro. Let's <laughs> do that. Yeah. Which, by the way, too, uh, a couple years. You know, due to, you know, Thunder got 19 fucking, they got the, like, entire, why not throw an entire, like, five picks? Yeah. Not only do you get Bronny, yeah. but you get Bron. Not, not get Bron with it. With Giddy and but, Shea? Well, Bron, Bron will sign a free agent deal to it. They, they would oh, no, no, he, he made that clear. He said his last year will be with his son, yeah. which is admirable. I like that. Uh It'll be that would be exciting to see. It's just uh, if he stays healthy enough, I would I would love to see that. Oh no, I would. I don't I think would. I've seen something I, like I that since I mean, what Ken Griffey. That, uh, yes, that yeah. aspect. But it's like, man, whatever franchise that is, you got to understand what you're getting signed up for too. Where it's going to be a such a, such a sideshow the entire season with that. Obviously, it's going to sell tickets, right? I mean, I, who's not going to you know if they came through here, I'd want to go to a Thunder game and see it, but. That builds a lot of pressure on that that franchise. Well, well depending what, on what where he is in his at. career, too. But, I mean, this will be like, the twilight. I mean, two yeah, years. I mean, true. he is starting to have a little bit more wear and tear now. Yeah, um, it'll be more in the twilight of his career. Which I mean, he's averaging twenty eight a game this year. I mean, that's not bad. So, so he falls off in two years. He's averaging twenty six. That's not bad. I mean, at to all. be quite honest with you, I mean, we're talking about. The Thunder are looking at at least one more year of really doing any serious tanking, and they have seen clearly now that Giddy is a home run pick. 
I mean, yeah. this guy, I mean, he yeah. is, I mean, on that skills team, Josh Giddy is better than Kay Cunningham. I mean, the stats, the advanced stats all show it. And that the other night, he proved he is. And then you have Shea to go with there. You have a much improved door. You're going to look and see who they draft next year. They can get that top five pick. Hopefully they can get a really good big man next year. I mean, in 24, I would not be against – if they wanted to take that shot and – you know, LeBron, LeBron threw some love at Sam Presti over the weekend. Yeah, no, that was oh, cool. he did. Yeah, he did. That's Which, true. by the way, I also took it as another because you know he's not very happy with Rob Palinka right now. No, you're right. And so I took it as this is like a kind of a wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge to Jeannie Buss saying like, Do you know, LeBron, I, I love you, bro, but pause. But at the same time, you can do some bullshit. That man's not. That man's not yeah. slick. I no, mean, you I, do yeah. some bullshit sometimes, no, he, and it really pisses me off. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, when he made that move from Cleveland to Heat, I was upset about it because I felt like there was there was no loyalty. But I understood it because Cleveland wasn't putting the team around, right. whatever, yeah, whatever. Sure, yeah. But um, you know, you do do some bullshit. To yeah, you yeah. just gotta sometimes so, just you set yourself up for this. So don't be mad at everybody else. I do believe he was throwing Sam Presti love because he deserves yeah, it. But it was shade too. Yeah, but I also thought it was like shit. Yeah. Some Rob Palinka shade. Yeah. It was also like Jenny. Like, hey, if we can, yeah, make something happen. Yeah, just just keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, but no, so that's what I was saying. So like, obviously Sunday night. They have the ceremony for the top 75 players. You know, I mean, it was so cool to see all those guys. It was really cool. One place together, sitting there chatting it up, doing all that. And, of course, like I alluded to a second ago, the man, the myth, the legend. The goat. The goat. MJ. Just had a birthday. Shows up in the building. And did he, I mean, he almost blew the roof off that place. Bro. I had to to remember this, too. They had already taken the photo of the other 75 members. Michael wasn't there. Michael was in Daytona for the Daytona 500 with his team watching the, watching the race. And so I'm, I am sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, well, obviously, he's probably not going to show because, I mean, he's got to leave there immediately and then go to the go to Cleveland. But, of course, private jets and everything. And then I'm sitting here watching Nick Wright on Twitter, who's the biggest LeBron stan ever. I mean, we, Skip Bayless is, is to Jordan what Nick Wright is for LeBron. I mean, it's it's bad. But uh, and so he's sitting there throwing shade, like saying he doesn't like that some of these guys couldn't make it. It's kind of a once. I mean, it is. But at the same time, too, I knew what he's doing. He's talking about Jordan. Yeah. And then I'm sitting here. I'm on Twitter, and I'm going through, uh, you know, watching the game and halftime, and then I switch over, and there he is. The very last one to walk out was Jordan. Yeah, the ovation for Jordan was insane. <laughs> Bro. No, that, this whole moment. I mean, that just like, it takes everyone back. I mean, that's like, you know, we get to see him a lot now just because he's sitting courtside a lot of Hornets games, stuff like that. So it's not like he just disappears and you never see him. But there was something special about that moment because like you just alluded to, no one really expected him to be there. And then for him to be there and see him chatting it up with the guys – who, who I I can't remember who was in the video. Who was when he said we could lace it up right now? It, and my, Magic Johnson. It was Magic. Okay, that's yeah. what it was. I, I saw that. I mean, dude, and you're just like God. That can I mean because you know he's like kind of serious. Dude, I probably would have cried. It's just awesome, dude. <laughs> I probably would have cried. Like, Jordan shows up last. He gets to be the final one in the circle. Not that. No, I mean obviously Jordan loves that. Uh, but then you get to see him interact with all these guys, you know, chat it up, 
you know, I love seeing him talk to Jerry West. It was very cool to see him and LeBron talk because you just don't you don't get to see that. How, Even how pissed is LeBron though? Like low key, like like just a little well, bit. That's he's, what I was gonna he's salty yeah. just a little bit because LeBron's trying to make his whole case to be the greatest of all time. You're in your city. You're the man. You're you're the king of Cleveland. You're the kid from Akron. You're, you you literally brought this city a championship that was in a drought for fifty plus years. Michael Jordan comes in and gets a bigger ovation than you. Yep. Bitch, sit down. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Sit down. That bro. was that was that was Michael Jordan's the goat. Incredible part. part. You know, was, you know, as much as I love LeBron, yeah. Mike is the goat. I yeah. love him. like it's yeah. different levels. So no, no. go ahead. What were you gonna say, Preston? Oh, no, that, that I was just gonna say that very thing. It's just. To be showing up in your own city like that. I did. But the like, city you always put on your back. And, and that, you know that's I mean? where you got to understand, no matter how much the game grows, NBA grows, and, you know, LeBron's obviously been a huge part of that. I mean, like, let's be there's honest. No I mean, deni- there's no, no denying it. No denying that part. He's just never going to be MJ. That was the, per- that no. was the perfect example of why it won't ever happen. Ryan Clark no. had the perfect tweet. And you just see it with a bunch of these guys. He said, these legends just look at Mike different. He said, that's when you know it's different. Yeah. He says, the way that they all just look at him, they said, you just know it's something different. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sure there will be even more respect to LeBron's name once he retires and is away from the game for a little bit. Because, let's be honest, I mean, we may never see another guy like that. I yeah. mean, that, you with know, that kind he, of skill set? That yeah. skill set to be that big and be able to do everything he can do with the handles, the, the passing, everything. Kevin Durant. Every, I, I mean, hey, I, I, won't, no, all, all I, won't, I won't argue, but I don't think he's he's not LeBron. No, hell no. LeBron is definitely the best player in this generation. Well, generation. But what I'm, saying, what I'm saying is this. You're more likely to see another LeBron or somebody close to LeBron with the way that these kids are... 100%. With the way that they're training mm-hmm. now and, 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 and the access they have to so much from the game, there's no way you're not you're going to tell me there's not going to be another LeBron. What you're not going to see is another Jordan. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and Kobe... Closest thing. Closest thing to Jordan. And a lot of people say, well, Michael's Jordan game wouldn't be effective in... Uh, Today's game. No, Kobe Bryant dropped 16 points with a broken ACL. Um, his last game of his yeah. career. So you can fuck off with that conversation because if there's anybody like Jordan, it's Kobe, right? Yeah. We all agree. So, this so is- it's just one of those things where it's like Michael Jordan and the dominance he's had. And this is why I make this comparison. People always want to compare. Well, LeBron could do this. LeBron could do that. LeBron could do this. I understand that. But LeBron didn't dominate his era. The way Michael Jordan dominated his yeah. era, and, and there's nobody even close. Well, the, comp- that I can the think competitive of. nature that LeBron or that Michael Jordan has, you you, especially today's generation, doesn't have that same fire. No, the fact that everyone is friends in the NBA now. It takes it, away it that almost it makes me sick. Look, like, Larry Bird used to talk shit to everybody. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, I got to show you guys a great not, Larry like, Bird story like, yeah, a little bit. And, and, and as much as him and Magic loved each other, right? Because, you know, obviously they put they took the NBA to the next level right. before yeah, Jordan yeah. got there. Yeah. Right? As much as they loved each other, they hated each other on the court. Yeah. Like, dude, who are you, bro? I don't even know you. Get yeah. out of my face. Like, I'm here to, I'm here to bust your ass. You know what I mean? There's some, there's something to that too that that you've got to have a little bit of 
it's hard to, hard to say hate in your heart, but you've got to have that ability you to have an edge. We can get cool off the court, but when we're on that court, dude, like, you're not going to beat me. Mm-hmm. And you don't see. I mean, literally, it's MJ and Kobe. Those are the only two guys I can think of. It's hard to even compare. Larry. No, 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 I'm talking about, like, what we've seen more recently. Oh, okay. I don't know if Larry even really hated it. Larry might have, in a way, but Larry just was unrelentless on letting you know that, that you just... On a court, you cannot stop. You cannot stop him. I, I, I'm not, yeah, like I said, I, I wasn't trying to diss on anyone before that. I was just saying, like, the, the two things we've seen. Since Kobe, who else has that same mentality? Nobody. But no Nobody. one, really. We that, thought it was Russ, but then we see Russ... Russ just didn't have the – he just didn't have all the extra intangibles. Yeah. Yeah. Russ has that killer will, but oh, he just doesn't have the other intangibles to – I think Jim, Jim Butler, Jimmy Butler Jimmy has Butler. that Jimmy that Butler could be type, very similar. I mean, that, that, that would probably honestly be the closest thing. Got yeah. in that, but that's just a huge – that's still a huge drop oh, off. Oh, huge drop Because I, yeah, I don't know if I get disappointed in a player more in the NBA than Jimmy Butler. I mean, he had his opportunity, man. The the Heat. I mean, you argue maybe if they're healthy, that series is a little different. But maybe. I mean, I think the way Jimmy Butler was playing in that series, the way he was going, and man, I don't know. It just that kind of sucks. But um, that drop off is just so insane, and I just don't think we'll ever see that killer mentality because everyone's just too cool now. Everybody's more conscious of. Um, their brand and, and, and yeah, and you know, trying to establish that might be a, a change with the times, with too, but. but it's just hard for me to like, like, I get it though, and I appreciate it because I do like it when they kind of come together. But if I'm if I'm LeBron or if I'm I'm kind of I don't know, it'd be hard for me to train with the guy that just beat me for a championship, absolutely, yeah, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, dude, low key, it's it's over with, bro, like, we can't talk. Yeah. We can't text. I love you, homie. I know we're cool, but at the same time, bro, I'm I'm training to bust your ass. Point blank period. Yeah. Like that's my mentality. Yeah. No, and I guarantee sure. you that's Kobe's mentality. And I guarantee you that's Michael's mentality. And what do they have? Eleven championships. Right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, for sure. And know. so hey, real quick, let's give a quick summary of the All Star game and let's go ahead well, and Well I just want to ask this one so. question because it got brought up a bunch because he showed up. And it showed him going around talking to everybody. But everybody knows that he's going around being friendly with everybody. But everybody knows Michael's also going to talk and shit. Give me three players you think Mike was ready to talk the most shit to. Out of the top seven. That, that, that top seven that was there. I know one guy that he definitely would have said something to, but he wasn't there. Um, Scotty? Scotty was not there. Scotty was not there. But he oh, was but the number was one. He was number one on my list. Uh, he would have been the no. There would have been one like other guy. Scotty wasn't there. I thought Scotty was. I, I saw the whole wave thing. He was there, but that was for those who weren't there. Like uh, Russ did it, Larry did it. Okay. So they weren't. Yeah, they Scotty weren't there. wasn't going to show up because he knew Mike was going to be there. And he must have known ahead of time so, that Mike was going to be there. Scotty's not a pussy. I'm sorry, Scotty. But damn, you. He may not be. He may not be a pussy. You make yourself look like one sometimes. But either way, probably LeBron because. I feel like MJ enjoys the fact that he has he gets to low key still treat LeBron like a baby little you know little baby little little baby brother type situation like bro this your league now but just remember yeah you're here you wore twenty three because of me he's like remember who that is <laughs> you wore you wore twenty three because of me yeah, bro yeah. just know that you wore George before you had LeBron okay. um, so I would say LeBron uh damn. 
I mean, he threw um, a little something at my, Magic, but him and Magic are just Magic. He definitely, but him and Magic, they always talk. They're LeBron, too close. Magic, they're close. But what do you mean, like? Talk just like shit. Talk, talking shit. Like he sees him, he's like, he might say like, "Hey, what's up?" And then he's just like, then he just like, he starts Isaiah, talking shit. Isaiah, oh, Isaiah, Isaiah is there. Isaiah. Isaiah. No, Isaiah <laughs> should be number one. That, that's who I Easy. thought you were gonna say. But Isaiah, yes. Isaiah is number one. Isaiah is number one. But, yeah. Isaiah, LeBron, and if and if you're saying like something like trying to be petty, yeah. Him and Magic, they talk their shit, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say it's petty. I would say was Patrick Ewing there. Patrick might have been there. I know Hakeem was Patrick, there. Hakeem, if Patrick, Hakeem was there, I think Patrick might have been no, there. No, Hakeem, Hakeem and Jordan respect each other. Jordan mm-hmm. actually wished he could have played with Hakeem. I know, yeah, like he meant, yeah. He's big up. Patrick. Patrick. They had a rivalry that is just, and every time people talk about Patrick Ewing, they're like, damn, you could have won a championship, but you ain't in the mic. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like one of those, probably Reggie's who? Reggie, I, so Reggie, Isaiah, Isaiah's number one. Isaiah to me. Isaiah to me. It's not even close, no, bro. No. The it's not even close. If Scotty was there, I guarantee you he was going to say some shady shit to to Scotty. Bro, I would have Scotty to see that interaction. I would pay. I would pay $100 right now just to see them shake hands right now. I don't want to keep getting into these little side things, but I do want to ask real quick. Doesn't that suck? What? To see MJ and Scotty have this beef. Yes, yeah. but you know why they have this beef? Well, it's on. I mean, Scotty's fault. I mean, I'm not, yes. I'm not, I'm not yes. doubting okay. that. It, it right. is his fault. It just doesn't that suck. No, it really, had, those as two a Bulls guys, fan, as a diehard Bulls yeah. fan, bro, it's always been Jordan well, Pippen. Jordan well, Pippen. Hey, I mean, the closest thing, and it's not even really close to what you what this is, but the closest thing like that hits home for me is like the whole A Rod and Jeter thing, where they were always talking like how Jeter didn't really like A Rod. And, you know, they had to kind of find a way want, to work together. They didn't but, win six championships no, together. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why I say it's not very close, but it's the closest thing I have. Well, is it's like Shaq and Kobe. A, a Shaq and Kobe. It's like they they did so much together and had, you know, like Jeter and A-Rod won one, one championship together. Success. But they yeah. have all the success. They were Mounds able to success. build all this stuff together. And it's like to not like each other at the end of the day. Correction. Pippen doesn't like Jordan. Yeah. Pippen has an issue with Pippen. When you play, there's when you're Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan understands this. I think at this point in his life, there's just so much around him that there has to be hate, even to the people closest to you. The guy that you considered your sidekick, yeah, and nice. focus on that word. Oh, absolutely, sidekick. Side, yep. And you know what, Scottie Pippen hears sidekick, not the main guy. And when Scotty, when Jordan left, guess what? Pippen almost took them to the NBA Finals, but didn't get the job done. Yeah. And then when Jordan, before well, Jordan came two, back, they were they were struggling yeah. in the Eastern Conference before Jordan came back. So Pippen has this thing where he's just always second fiddle, and it probably he probably got hurt. We got to remember this too. Pippen was also in that same season. Also, that was that uh, playoffs when this, that he dropped the Ku coach play and he yeah. sat out. Yeah, and of course he because he thought he should have been the guy right. to get it, Take even though that team worked so much better because it wasn't one guy; it was a um, it was a team of guys. Pippen couldn't be the one. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down and to. And that's what. And then Pippen's career. Not only did Michael Jordan surpass him when it comes to money. Not only does it surpass him when it comes to success, brand success, and success on the court, and everybody looked at Jordan, and then Pippen was the second guy. I think that that played a role in why Pippen. And it, it sucks to see as a Bulls fan. 
because I don't want that. Right. Obviously, I want them to be best friends forever. But, you know, Scottie Pippen has his own ego. As I say, an ego will never let him accept that. And no. that, that stinks. But it's to like if, there, if there's rings. anyone that you can accept, it's the greatest basketball player of all time. You yeah. know, I'm, I mean, like from a competitor standpoint, it's hard to be like, yeah, you're right. I'm two. He's one. Like that's hard to – but like if there's anyone that you can do that. And you know what Jordan said, bro? There would be no Michael Jordan. He said this. Without he's, Scottie he's a, he said this sure. And boy, Jordan they gives you all it. his credit, but what do you want people to do? Say, think Mike's not Mike? Well, look at Mike. What are we talking about? I, I did love his interaction with uh, Rodman. Him and Rodman, that was a, he, they yeah, had a good little interaction cool. together. And that's the kind of interaction yeah. you want him to have with Scotty. But I'm going to take one back because if Scotty was there, the three, because I mentioned, I'm taking LeBron off that list. Isaiah's one. I want him to talk the mountain amount of shit to Isaiah Absolutely. every time he sees him. Scotty would be two right now. Number three would actually be Gary Payton. <laughs> After the last dance, Gary Payton's there. I want to see that because Gary, Payton's, see, Gary Payton's not going to back down, though, but it would still be fun yeah. to see, especially after that. And then Gary Payton also has been running his mouth after the last dance. So I, The only reason I say Gary Payton just wasn't a factor. They played in that finals that one time. That was it. Gary Payton didn't play in another finals when he went to the Heat and they won the championship. 2006? Uh, to that no, the, it's uh, with Dwayne Wade. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, six, yeah, oh, six, yeah. right? So, oh, five, oh, six, so yeah. the reason I say LeBron is because yeah. they're stuck, battled neck to neck with this goat talk. You come to his city and you get a bigger ovation than him after everything. He put a school in the city, bro. I don't think he, he put a school in the city, and Jordan comes in there late. I don't think he really needs to talk shit to him because I'm sure when he hears an ovation, he's making a beam eye look right at LeBron and giving him that like look like, oh, you hear that. Yeah. Oh, you bro, hear that. Bro, Jordan put out uh Jordan put out that documentary because everybody was on this goat talk with LeBron. Don't get it twisted. Oh, I LeBron, know. Jordan hears the noise, bro. He hears the noise, but he understands that he's still that dude. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just what it is, bro. That's um, how I feel about it. Okay, real quick. Like I said, all-star game. Um, Steph so, was amazing. Steph was amazing. Obviously, what, what was it? 14 threes? 16. 16 threes. 16 threes. You know, wins, wins MVP, all that stuff. Uh, let me give it credit real quick. LeBron's last shot. Game winner. Awesome. Yep. Great and shot. Cleveland. Great Fade shot. Away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Great way to top off the I mean, the, the shot bro. itself was amazing. Yeah. Here we go. Um, but there's one thing I have an issue with. This whole play to a score, I still can't get behind. I'm not behind it because it's a quote-unquote game winner because you get to the amount of points. Yeah, you but, can only play to 163. But, but they were up one. It's not like it, they were down or tied. You know, they, he, they were already up one when he hits a shot. I think that takes away from it a little bit. Well, I, changed, think, I changed all this after there was like a – like two oh something to like yeah. it was like two fifteen to like two thirteen yeah. game, and that's just like you're just sitting well, there, you're Kobe. just like, huh? That's why it started because of Kobe. Yeah. Well, that's that's a, that too. Yeah, but at the same point too, when right. they were, and then it got better when they the fourth quarter a few years ago when they actually start playing and defense. Start really playing. Yeah. That, no, part, that was twenty twenty when they did it with Kobe, yeah. right? No, I think it was a couple. Years I think it was. Last. I think it was before that. Yeah. Twenty twenty. No, well, no. the fourth quarter, not the fourth quarter defense, the changing of the points. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. But, yeah. but I mean. I just want to know what, what you guys think about. It. Do you think we should go back to just a yes. regular game? Yes, I'd be fine with that. But if you're going to do it, then we again, 
I don't like what I mean. The it's cool in some aspects because you see some of the dunks. You know, Josh two dunks. Should, yeah. They should have went ahead and gave him the slam dunk slam contest dunk. champion right there. But yeah. the watching the non defense. It gets really old yeah. really quick. The thing about what we have to understand about these games is it's just an exhibition, dude. And these guys aren't about to go out there and play balls to the wall when they got $200 million contracts. I don't so need I under, them. They're I playing understand. 20% defense, play 50% defense. Yeah. yeah, yeah but, 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 but still, if you're an all-star and you know you got this big-ass contract and your team is trying to go to the championship – I'm going up there to have fun. Like right. I understand fans want to see competitiveness. They want to see they want to see something competitive. I'll give you defense for five to ten right. minutes in the fourth quarter, and then we can go from there. Here's like the I'll give you that. Here's but. the problem. You're you're talking about from the player aspect. We're talking. Uh, you got to think about from the viewership aspect of why the NBA's got to figure out something to keep viewers around. I you know I, I've fallen off the NBA train big big time over the last few years. Uh, where I used to watch like every Thunder game and all that, and um, well, but Thunder sucks. I understand. Well, that's part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've just lost my love for basketball from where I used to be. I, it just kind of happened the last few years. But I still don't even remember the last time I watched an entire All Star game because it's just boring until kind of the fourth quarter. So it's like, what can you do to keep viewership going from start to finish? And making sure people are watching the product because this twenty percent defense thing—it's not. That's not sexy. I don't I know mean, what you can do, bro, because you can only pay these guys so much. They're already making a shit well, ton of money. That's what I'm saying. So let's let's so find let's, a way to keep it exciting. It, cut the minutes down. Let's not play a full game. Like let's mm-hmm. let's play. You know. You I don't know if they could do that because they charge too much to cut the minutes down. Well, see, that's for the tickets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the problem. But see, like they're not making more money from ticket sales than they are from people watching at home. That's where all the money's at. So that's what you've got to pertain to. The people that are there watching the game have, are going for the weekend experience and the whole that everything that goes into it. The people sitting at home trying to watch this stuff. That's what you have to worry about because, I guess, I mean, Saturday, I know they've talked about it for years. Saturday, keeping people's attention during prime time on a Saturday night for the dunk contest is a huge priority and something you have to have a great product to keep that attention. I think you have to. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think. I would say, well, at least the slam dunk contest, I think people kind of got an idea early on how this was going to go. And. I guarantee you, you watch from. I wish it. Sometimes I wish they would get TV ratings in this sense. The t- the amount of viewership beginning of the the event mm-hmm. to the end, because right. I guarantee you, about halfway in, people are like, "I'm done watching. Well, this is trash." Well, you saw um, who was it? It was Cream, right? Who got up during the, the? I can't remember who was dunking. Someone dunked and missed again. And all of a sudden, you saw him get up and like walk out. Reggie Miller, Shaq, all these Chuck—they were li- they were just absolutely lighting up this contest. Yeah. Just let just saying how terrible it was. He, they were getting on some of these guys for their dunk decisions. I mean, they just lit them up. When you know that's going on, that's a bad deal. Yeah, I'm just telling you. What about me- this? Hear me out. Let me give you guys an idea. You tell me what you think. What if instead of making paying these guys more money or whatever what if you consider the entire all-star weekend a team event for your conference right for your conference forget forget the draft i like the draft idea just go back to conference 
You make the entire All-Star Weekend a team event for your conference. Whoever wins the skills challenge gets points towards their conference. Whoever wins the dunk contest, so on and so on. Come to All-Star Game, first two quarters for fun. Last two quarters, you can reset the score. It's serious. Whoever wins, that conference gets a choice of whatever round that they want home advantage in. I, I still think the what home about that? I'm, people who hated the home advantage thing with the All-Star Game in baseball, I never understood because that gives those guys something to play for. I'm not, saying, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying for like the entire conference you automatically get home no matter. I'm saying each team gets to choose or like maybe like, I don't know, maybe I'm saying that wrong, but like maybe like Somebody gets to choose what round they want home court advantage in, or something like that. I just, I just think it, you got to make it mean a, just a little. You know, like maybe you could say that giving home field advantages is too much. I, I kind of get that art, but like it gave everyone a reason to play, and we're getting to that point where it's starting to fall that way. It's starting it's to. Like, be, you need I like, uh, I like what they something. actually did with the uh, uh, rookies and sophomores thing on Friday night. It wasn't two teams. They split them up into like four groups, four groups yeah. and they play like a tournament style yeah. event. See, that's cool. I like that's that. That's getting creative. That's making that, that I like that something. and it makes it cool if you do like a Durant Team Durant, Team LeBron, Team Giannis, Team, team Embiid, yeah. or Team Steph, yeah. and then you let them pick players, and then you let th- that those teams go at it, and then that makes it a little bit more exciting. Just something. Yeah, they, they, have to, they definitely have to play more. Yeah. They would have or to you, do a little bit more. You can do a Big Three style type tournament. Yeah. Like I don't know if y'all have y'all watched Big oh, Three. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. could do something like you have to. I, I agree. You have to do something because we are paying consumers and we want to watch. Great. We want to watch good quality stuff. We we appreciate the dunks and, and you know all that cool stuff, but we want to watch competitive basketball. I'm telling you, at the end of the day, it is a business, and you're I'm, you can't tell me that the NBA doesn't care that their viewership is dropping off year after year. They do they care because you lose advertising, you lose all these things that go into it. If no one's watching. You're not. They're not wanting to spend all this money for a big All Star weekend and not get anything in return. You're, yeah. At the end of the day, it is a business. So I'm just saying, let's keep that in mind. I hope we see new things. I like the tournament style Friday night, like Sam said. There's little things like that, maybe, and more incentive for the dunk contest. All all those kind of things. They got to start thinking of because it's just like you got to got to get more than just a fan who's just like super. Into the NBA and once this watches, you got to get that casual fan being like, "Oh man, you know the All Star games on tonight. I'll, I'll, I'll turn it on yeah. and, and see what's going on." You know, they just got to figure things out to help grow the game. True. That's all I'm saying. Sure. True, so true. Yeah. just keep that in mind. Um, we're at about 54 minutes here. You let, me guys have, my, you guys, let me throw on my. Let me throw on my. I do have the power rankings. Okay. I know it's been yep. a couple weeks, so let me yep. throw. I'm gonna, I'll just run through them real fast. Um, number five, I have the Heat. They're the number one team in the East, but. I do feel like my Bulls, even though they're number two team right now, I just feel like they still play more consistently, which is why I have them at number four. Uh, number three, I have the, the Grizz. <laughs> I still don't see the team. Like, honestly, my top three teams are all West teams, and I just feel like that's not going to change, to be honest with you. Even if the Bulls continue to be number one, I just yeah. feel like the Western Conference is just a whole nother level. It is, yeah. Um, so I have the Grizzlies at number three. I have the Warriors at number two, and I have the Suns at number one going into the second half of the season. Um, no Chris Paul for six to eight weeks. 
Missed that. That's gonna be that's gonna be big. But Missed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right thumb. He played a little bit in the game yesterday, with, but with left, he's only his left hand. Yeah, right uh, right thumb injury. He's gonna be out six to eight weeks. Ooh, yeah, that's a blow. That's big. That's gonna that's be a blow. Uh, but yeah, that might change a little bit. But um, Suns are still nine and one their last, and they still have enough pieces on their team to make a push. I know they're and, solid. You know, c- c- consistently be a top. Just two keep three yourself team. in there at the one exactly. or two spot. Just hold it yeah. on until Chris until gets back. Exactly. And Chris yeah. will be back around playoff time and go from there. But yeah, yeah that's my top five. Heat, Heat at five, Bulls at four, Grizzly at three, Warriors at two, and Suns at one. Perfect. Sweet. Awesome. Um, you got anything else you want to say? No. Okay. So, over at, you know, obviously football ending, it's getting closer to March. Hell yeah. It's that time of year where college basketball starts kind of picking up a little bit. And uh, the biggest story, of course, over the weekend was the Jawan Howard incident. Uh, you know, not his first time being having some issues on the court uh, as, a, as a coach. Um, but news came out today. He's out for the rest of the regular season, the last five games. Um, what, what, what's your guys' first take on this whole incident? One, I agree with it. Two, I'm really upset that the other coach didn't get anything. Yeah. And I say that because, one, and the reason I'm okay with Jawan, and I'll touch on it here in a minute, the reason I'm upset that the coach didn't get anything is because he instigated it. Jawan tried to walk by the guy. He did. He's upset. The coach knows he's upset, and the coach decides that he wants to get in his face, and in that moment, he could have texted him. He could have called him. He could have got in contact with him after the game. You let him be upset, and then you try to explain your situation after. You did not have to touch him. You didn't have to get in his face. You didn't have to explain yourself in that moment because that's what you wanted to do right then and there because you knew what you did was wrong, right? And so, but with that being said, how Jamal Howard's reaction is completely unacceptable from the standpoint of him throwing the punch. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, anything, know, if he, anything, I didn't know if he classified it as a punch. I was about to Yeah, like touch whatever on that. he but he but threw make, something. Making an action. Making contact, yeah, yeah. doing 100%. anything like that. One, you're Jawan Howard. You're part of the big five for Michigan uh, basketball, dude. You're looked at as an all time great for Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh you have too much going on in your life to let some guy get uh, mess up your bag. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh I do understand he was upset. The guy shouldn't have touched him. And when everything was broken up, if Jawan, we wouldn't be having this conversation if Jawan would have just walked away. If Juan would Jawan Howard would have just walked away. Uh, the problem is he continued to go back and forth. He continued at that point to be the aggressor. And everybody's still trying to break him up. Then he throws a punch, which escalates the situation and makes it a lot Worse, hundred percent. From the mm-hmm. stamp, from from whatever the guy, even though the guy initiated it, he instigated it. Juan, you made yourself look really bad. You're the guy, the face of that Michigan basketball team. They look up to you. How you handle stuff, your reaction to things, uh, how you walk away from things. All of your players see that. They all see that, and you're the leader for that. So whatever you're doing, they're gonna feel like it's okay. Yep. And then, oh, we'll just get suspended and deal with it later. That's not okay. It's not cool. You were wrong, even though I agree with the the guy instigated it, but you were wrong. Um, so I don't like the fact that that guy is getting nothing, apparently. That I haven't really seen anything about him getting anything. That really kind of pisses me off if he doesn't get no, anything. No, exactly. So. And, you know, like you said, I mean, you know, the players probably all like it. 
his plays were all got his back and like, oh man, coach ain't taking shit, like all that. But that's the problem is all you're you you're and the role model. You're setting the example for your players by doing that. You are kind of showing that it is okay to respond in that. Because you expect that for these young kids who caught up in the moment, get heated. I mean, we all played sports. We all know how that is. I mean, you're pissed. You're not thinking about where this can go from here. you got to remember, Wisconsin just worked that ass, too. Yeah. Let's – but, Juwan Howard, you are the coach, man. And you saw that what it created after when he does that, all of a sudden, almost like all hell broke loose there. And we're lucky that – there was more action taken by the players when the players start throwing punches, and who knows? I mean, that's just bad for the game. You know, it, we like seeing like a, you know, passion and stuff like that, but it's bad for the game because all of a sudden it shows other players. Okay, like. Well, we, how do you we, coach your team now? How do you coach your you team? You have to show that you messed up because he let his team down for the next five games. He can't be a part of that. Well, I don't mean like coach your team in general. I mean like. In a situation like that, how do you coach your team to do it the right way right. when they just show, was shown an example of something else? You know what I mean? No, for sure. I mean, yeah. it's, it's hypocritical. So that's how I feel about it's it. by the whole situation. Because yeah. like I said, you are the role model. You are exactly. you're the example for your team. Exactly. So it just doesn't look good. I mean, there's a difference between yelling and get yourself kicked out of the game because you're yelling at the ref. Sometimes you know, we, we love it when managers do it for you know ball clubs and stuff like that to fire them up. So that, it's a different situation when you when you act in violence with you know throwing a punch at the other coach. I mean that's just it's not a good look. So no. I'm glad they suspended him for the rest of the year. I think that's a the rest of the move. season. I love they suspended well, for the rest of the season the and not. Season. Right. I, right. not the there are people who are actually calling for him to get fired, which is ridiculous. That's, but, yeah, that's too far. I mean, but, but at the same time, too, I, I agree with everything you guys said. It's just funny that it's the adults that we're talking about. Acting like this on both sides. Um, well, I mean, let's talk about Wisconsin coach. Given the suck it, oh, the assistant coach. Well, add to that, given the yeah, suck the it, assist, I mean, that's 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 bad. That's all. That's it's very awesome. immature, but it's awesome. It. I mean, but it's a great, great deal, but it's like that is very immature. Yeah, it's <laughs> super mature. Not a good example for the university. <laughs> so, but, but but anyway, but you know, I'm glad because I mean, it's going to be interesting for uh, Michigan right now. They're 14 and 11. Um, they're struggling in the Big Ten. Uh, it's I don't think I. They're on the bubble probably. That's they're a bubble team. team. You just lost your yeah. coach for the rest yeah. of the year. So that's, that's where Juwan Howard's got to look himself in the mirror and understand how bad he just hurt his team. So it's going to take. But the thing about it is, is they can if they can they can right the ship a little bit while he's gone and go in and win a tournament game in the Big Big Ten uh, tournament. Then I think they might be okay. But it'll be interesting to see with them because he's not coaching. He's coaching. Yeah, like I mean, he's coaching. Like he's not. There's no way there. He's not involved. Yeah. Coach, well, hey, yeah. Let's remember. I mean, college basketball is very different too. I mean, it's not NBA. I don't think you. I mean, you need obviously the guidance. I mean, coach makes everything. I mean, look at like, in the look, NBA. Yeah. Oh, they well, have assistant coaches that are just are. I mean, do you think the NBA coaches are more important than college coaches? No, no, the, I'm arguing the other way. I'm saying. Oh, okay, I, I, okay. I started saying like coaching didn't matter, but like, I mean, I'm like, look at Popovich. Look yeah. at the success he's had because he's such a great coach. It doesn't really matter who's on the team. 
Uh, I mean, he's, obviously, it doesn't hurt having all those Hall of Famers. Yeah. Well, it's good. Right. But that, that staff. That's they got, they got, they got, they got staff, the Spurs being yeah. the Spurs, you know, it's just like, oh, but college, I mean, this is, kids are still learning the game. Developing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, so it's like, and Juwan Howard's a newer coach and all that. So, I mean, like, yes, he's learning coaching as well, you could argue. But, like, He's still the head guy. I mean, the assistants are very important. They had to He's build. The face of they they had to build a staff around a young coach like Juwan Howard. So obviously, those guys are very gifted and probably lead, lead the ship. But they're still losing their main guy. I well, mean, it's, it's, it's so the one thing that it is is that they're they're still in conference play. Yeah, and they have scouted these teams up and down. You've so already they, played they, a lot you've of already played teams. Most, yeah. You've already played them at least once. Yeah. So you know what they're going to bring to that game. So. It, yes, you're going to miss your head coach, the main guy. Um, but at the same time, too, you know what you're getting with these teams. The assistants know what you're getting with these teams. So, like I said, if they can just write the ship, hold off the five games, maybe they go, say they go three and two, or maybe even two and three, and then they win a game or two in the yeah. tournament, I think they'll be okay. I think they need to go like four and one. They go four and one, and then maybe win a game, I think you're in no matter what. You get to that 19 game. 20 has always kind of been the magic number for me. If you win 20 games, you're probably in the tournament. The problem is these last few games are going to be doing a lot of conference play, right? Well, well it's, it's all conference play. Yeah, it's all conference. It's just like, I don't know. It's, Michigan's saying, really not there that good. They, they, weren't this, they, they, were, they came in as one of the more disappointing teams. And oh, I haven't watched time. much college, but knowing Mich- I know Michigan was yeah. highly ranked going into the season. Yeah. Um, so the, with them being 14-11, I mean, they've been a disappointment. So let's For just sure. real quick, let me run through yeah, the rest of their schedule. Play, but I would love to see them have to play uh, Wisconsin again. Yeah, like in the that'll big, be pretty. The big Ten that'll be pretty they have they have Rutgers and Illinois. Illinois is good. Illinois yeah, is a good Illinois team, so they can beat game. Rutgers. And then uh, they got Rutgers, Illinois, Michigan State. They'll probably lose that one. Iowa and then Ohio State. I mean, they got a tough. They have a tough ass schedule. Yeah, that's a tough they time. can legitimately go one and four in <laughs> yeah, these next five. That's not a great time to have to be on the bubble. Um, yeah, but uh, we'll, I mean, we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but real quick, uh, let's go ahead and just set it up. Uh, the top twenty-five. Which, uh, again, we have not watched much college basketball at all, so uh, some of these are kind of a surprise. Uh, number one is Gonzaga. That's not a surprise. I knew they were yeah, really good back, going into this season. They're being good again. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. They got all 61 votes going into this week. Arizona is back to being really good, apparently, yeah. this season. 24-2 uh, and two for them. Auburn. That, I know- that was the big surprise. I, I wanted to touch on the Auburn thing because, like I said, this is around the time of the year I start kind of getting interested again and all mm-hmm. that. Football's I- ending. Auburn was just number one like a week and a half, two weeks ago. And they just got off a loss against uh, – they lost to – Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I think they Florida. lost to uh, – Florida. Yeah, Florida. And yeah. Florida. Ooh, Florida um, is not great. And, they they and, lost to Arkansas too. Yeah. They lost to Arkansas. Yeah. That was the latest loss. They lost to and, Arkansas. And so that's – yeah, so maybe in the last two or three games they're one and two or something like that. And that's why oh, – I'm they, sorry. No, no. You were right. You were correct with Florida because they lost to Arkansas uh, the eighth – and then they beat they beat A and M, beat Vandy, and then they just lost by yeah. one to Florida. That's so. what I thought. Okay, so it's interesting Auburn up there though. I mean, I know they I know that program has been getting a little better the last few years, but Bruce Pearl's done a good job it, with that team. It, it was a big surprise out of nowhere. Where I see they were number one. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then number four is Purdue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purdue's a surprise. I mean, Purdue's always usually been pretty good, uh, but number four in the country didn't see that. Uh, Kansas at five. That's that's not a shocker. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, these next three: Kansas at five, Kentucky at six, Duke at seven. Blue Bloods. 
Yeah. Basketball Blue Bloods. It's no shot. Villanova's not surprising. I'm actually, Villanova's I'm, not surprising. This is kind of a bounce back, though, for Villanova yeah. because Villanova wasn't very good last year, and I don't think they were very good the year before that. Um, they actually – I don't know how good they've been since they've won the, they went to, or they've won they the have, championship. They had another good year after that. I, I can't so – Did they win back-to-back been... championships? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that, then you get the two uh, – to round it out, you get the two uh, big 12 teams in Tech – and Baylor, which right now I can, the way Tech is playing, Tech actually might be the best Big Ten, Twelve team right now. Honestly, I mean they're it's it's crazy to see. Good luck, Oklahoma. You go in there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know what's going to happen? OU's going to play them close. Should maybe even win that game. And they'll lose. And then they'll lose by three. Sucks. I mean that's the story. <laughs> that's that's, that's exactly how the season's it's gone. It's unbelievable. Every game has been close except Baylor. I don't know. No, with, well, uh, yeah, no, Baylor. With no Harkless. Well, they just got smoked by Iowa State Saturday. They lost by twenty one. Oh yeah, and that game. Once again, forgot about that. <laughs> no Harkless. I mean, it's going to be really tough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for college we'll basketball. We're getting more into college basketball Thursday, right? Yeah, we'll get more. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch. We'll, we'll watch some, there's some good, there's some good games this week. Yeah, there's so, some good yeah. games this week. We'll get more into it. And then we'll get set up for uh, you know March Madness, where we'll do just like we did for college football. We'll do a bracket. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, have oh, some, we doing another one of those. Uh, yeah, have some oh, fun damn, with that. That's crazy. Don't look at me like that, Philly. <laughs> just, Don't look at the champ like that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, staying in college though, real quick. Uh, some news out of college football was. Uh, the uh, committee, they had a vote for expanding the playoffs, and they decided they are not going to expand the playoffs until the contract up is up in 2025. Can I ask um, a question? Yeah. Does college football not like money? Do you want to know how much money was on the table that they turned down? <laughs> I really don't, but I do, but I don't. Go ahead. Tell me. Uh, so, listening to uh, a podcast, the uh, Oklahoma Breakdown with uh, Gabe Eichert and Teddy Lehman, they had Brett McMurphy on, who is a big uh, big journalist in college football. He explained it, and uh, the figures were between four thirty and four hundred fifty million dollars that they uh, that a twelve uh, twelve team playoff could bring college football, almost half a billion dollars. And they said. So what was the issue? No. Why did they so say ACC, they went through all the. They went to the conferences. Obviously, the SEC was good with it. The Big Twelve, which could Big throw 10. a real wrench into uh, OU and Texas, but Big Twelve was good with it. The ACC, they brought up a lot of different issues: player safety, things like that. Player safety. Yeah. Um, they just More you games. know. Yeah, Things more like games, that. stuff like that. The Big Ten, it basically gets into what was going on last year or this past season when it was announced. This little alliance between the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC. They weren't happy with OU and Texas going to the SEC. And so they kind of got together. And they're, it's almost like, in a way, they're giving a middle finger to the SEC. Um, well, the way McMurphy explained it, the Pac-12 has no idea what the hell they're doing because they seem to be down with whatever was decided, but then the presidents of the universities came out and voted no against it. So it's like they kind of went two-faced on the whole deal. Mm. The Big Ten, the Big Ten apparently what they wanted is they wanted the automatic bids to go to, which I kind of agree, agree with. with. They wanted the automatic bids to go to the uh, champions of the league. I get that. And then they, they make the, the sixth spot like the highest group of five team, which I understand that. That's cool with it. Apparently, uh, one of the, the – no, I'm sorry. The ACC believed that. The Big Ten believed that 
the big the uh, uh, top six or top five, the, all the champions, she get the automatic bids, and then all those rankings should have been the top five. Should have been all the champions in the league. So like say like this past year you get a like a nine and three Utah, which we all saw Utah's a pretty damn good team, but they're nine and three and they sat in around the, in the twenties for some at some point during the season in the late teens, and you want to give them like the fourth or fifth seed in that? I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I have no problem with them getting on that bids, but then you kind of go into right hands after that. I don't know. That that's tough because that is tough. I, I kind of see both sides in that because it's like if you win your conference, and let's not. I mean, like, there's it's been a few years since a conference has just been absolute trash, and there's only been one good team. Yeah. If you win your conference, you should be rewarded. And obviously, in the twelve teams, you should definitely, I think, get an automatic bid in. Yeah, sure. If you're a champion, I think you should get an Auto- automatic bid for sure. But I, I don't think it stops there. Maybe you at least get maybe a home game. I mean, there's got to be something else in that because, like, I, I don't have a, I don't know if I have a problem with it being the t- let's say the top five or top four teams, top five power five teams all get. Um, like a, a seed, a ranking as a one, two, three, and four, and five. I don't think I have a problem with that. I, mm, I, know, I, I think I just oh, I, I agree with the they, they should get. I think they should the get playoffs. automatic bid. Yeah, but I don't think they should get an automatic one, two, three. Because any Saturday, five, I mean, right? someone can get any Saturday, someone can get beat. I mean, right. so say like a. So let's just let's just throw it just throw it out there because you know the Pac-12 sucks. So let's just say like an Oregon gets in there. And they play, and I I hate to use this team just because, but let's say like an eight and four USC gets in, but they're ranked like seventeen all season. I mean they're 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 an they're an okay team, right? But just the the one weekend it just all comes again and they beat them. They get an automatic bid, but then they get like then they get a home. I just don't think they should get an automatic. They should get a home game. See, there's got be- I got no problem with them getting an automatic bid because they yeah. won the turn. They won the conference. But I don't think they I should, should get, get a, a home. Five. I don't think they should. I, mean, I don't tough. think they should it's get a top I, I, The I, NBA yeah. did that actually because there was a lot of times the Nuggets were getting a three seed. Because they won their conference, or I don't, I don't want to say just the Nuggets, but like yeah, the, a team would win their yeah. division and they would automatically get one, two, or three spot. But the NBA got rid of it because it's not, it's not, it's it not necessarily. I agree. Yeah, with that. it's not necessarily fair. So yeah. like, I college basketball, I mean, college football is just so different in to. that aspect. I don't. That that's tough. I, I don't have an answer for that. I I've guess. got. I've got. I, I think they should do. I think if you win. You should get an automatic bid in two, but your seeding is not guaranteed. Yeah, your seeding should I, I, not I, I, be guaranteed, I, I and that's see, when the seeds. That's when your seeding should depend on the rankings. I could just see some teams opinion. get really screwed on that whole deal, and I understand that, and I get I mean, that part. Teams get screwed now that it's only a four playoff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay. it's, it's hey. only going to get better with time. You establish that this is what you want to do, and then it's going to get better with time. Yeah. You figure out what works, what doesn't work, and you go from there. This is why I was going to argue. Like for the other side of why not to extend is because once again we saw the top four teams in the country and two teams didn't even belong on the field in those games. I just think I, it's I think it's more exciting. I know yeah, it's more exciting. I, I'm like I said, I'm, you, kind of, you I'm going that. back to the devil's advocate kind of thing. 
I, I still think 12 teams is ludicrous. I think eight teams is where we need to be at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and don't it, say for player safety. No, that's they're that's, getting ready to go the to the ACC, NFL. The ACC to me, where you that was games. the ACC's the excuses. The ACC it wasn't just player safety, but it was uh, a few. They I've heard a few that, other though. things I mean, for I've the ACC, but play more games. Blah, blah, play more, but they, they all have done that. Yeah. But they didn't like they the what the kind of the state of college football. They weren't sure about so extending the playoffs again. Here's the thing. All this money is going to all these conferences, so you're getting all this. And yeah. at the same time, too, he mentioned, like, one, it had to be an 11-0 vote for it to change. Right. Because now it just goes to 25 when the contract's up. And, of course, it gets brought up again. Well, if they do this, then ESPN gets – they have all the rights to it right now, so they get it. What he was stating is that ESPN was very open to having bidding – to give some of these games to yeah. other networks. They were going to let the bidding be open. They were open to it. So it's not like ESPN is just saying, uh, just controlling this right. whole conglomerate. I'm, I'm telling you what has to happen for to go in until this contract ends and they talk about it again. What you need to happen is you need an Ohio State left out who everyone argues needs to be in the top four. I'd say Bama, but obviously the SEC is not the problem of why this didn't go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, if you see like a Bama get left out again, um, and that, but you need some of these other teams. Maybe like Pac-12 goes off, and you have a really good Oregon and a really good USC, and only one of them get in, and they get pissed off about that. You need multiple deal. teams from conferences need, to be in but that. I'm saying like Pac-12, Big Ten. I mean, you can make a case for the ACC. It's Clemson and Florida State, really good. And one of those teams get left out. It's going to have to have something like that happen to really piss off one of these conferences of not getting in that playoff. Being like, well, the SEC does it all the time. They always get to – and it can be like, well, if we had a bigger playoff, you know, you guys would have both been in and got that money for both teams being in and, you know, had an opportunity to have your conference win it all. Just, this is the it, issue it, too, though. If the, When that contract's up, if they don't have any decision on the playoff, there is no more playoff. Right. That there's well, not a fourteen playoff. They're not going to. There's get, not. They, they, I know, they'll, they'll come to an agreement to at least bring that. I think everyone agrees that the the playoff is a good idea. It's the best thing for college football but to the expand is, the playoff. Like I just mentioned, Cincinnati. I mean, only I think one person sitting at this table thought Cincinnati had a great shot at winning that game. They're not or being competitive. Excuse me, being more competitive in that game. They didn't belong with Alabama. Who's I mean, that, me? No, Sam. Oh, I said it was going to be a close first half, which, by the way, it was. It was, it was a close first half. I don't know. I mean, that, yes. I, I said, it was, was a close I said, I I said everything that happened in that game happened exactly how I said. It was a close Somewhere. first half. No, it was. Yeah. yeah. But look. It was, a, it was a 10 to 3 game. Until, it, was a three, it was like a 3 to 6 game until like a minute left in the yeah. half. But it, I agree with it you, just Billy. Didn't feel that yeah, way. and I know what so you're saying. This is being you petty. No, yeah, this is you being petty. Yes, petty. It, yes, it is. No, it just Alabama and Georgia were on such a different level than Michigan and Cincinnati this year. You're right, but the thing it's is, that playoff hurt the playoff because they're like that's what you, you need to expand it. Expand it. You need to expand it. Yes. No, that's the argument is that there's not good enough teams to have more teams because it's just going to continue. I don't agree with that. They've talked about this forever that the problem with extending. Is the competitiveness? Or it's gonna, it's like the uh, adding the extra playoff team for the NFL. What, that first round, of the playoffs sucked. Why? Well, bro, it because that 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 
those two teams weren't on the same level. And nobody also even expected the Bengals to get to the Super Bowl, bro. So it's one of those things where it's like... But they had won their... I mean, we're talking about those teams that are sneaking into the playoff. Well, in this situation, Cincinnati and Michigan were two teams that weren't going to beat Georgia and Alabama. They just weren't. So we already knew the championship before those games even took place. So what would be more fun, watching those two games or watching... Like four other games along with think, going with I it. think the playoff should extend. It should but I'm saying expand. If it keeps being blowout games, no one's going to want to do it because those games aren't getting viewership. And you got to remember, it all comes down to money, period. It all comes down to money. And it, and all, it only are, takes one Cinderella team to be, knock it. off one and of these. And that's why I love it. I, that's why I'm like, I'm okay with extending it. I mean, they, they I'm allow, just saying, I'm like I said, I'm thinking of their reason of why they're going to say no. In 2025, well, there will be it'll be half a billion dollars will be on the table to expand the playoffs. More, yeah. And if they do not expand the playoffs, it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt college football. I, and my I, thing is, they I'm allow. Okay, like it's, and, I, and I know it's different. I know it's different. But they allow one seeds to be matched up against the 16 seeds when it comes to the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's the same thing, bro. People are going to watch it. They're going to tune in because they want to watch There's what's a difference going on. between and, tuning in for, to watch it and tuning in and watching the whole thing. And, and if you have the top 12, if you have the top 12 teams, you still get to keep the ball games, right? You can keep. You can you say can you'll have to set up the ball games, games to your to, to, to the, of course. You'll have the championship, it, and then you'll mix hey, in the ball so games. Be, let's just say so twelve. So let's say um, and oh, you will be in every year, right? I don't say. Twelve, I will say this. Who's the last time you won the top twelve? Uh, no, 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 no. The, the OU 12, needs. Yeah. OU needs the expansion. Oh, 100%. If they do not get expansion, this move to the SEC is a disaster for OU until they grow up. I mean, like, I mean, let's. I mean, no, because OU is. They're leaving a conference that they won every year. They're going to go to a conference that they can yeah. win maybe every other year, every few years. Yeah, no, I could, but they can still get into the no, playoff. It's a big hit for them. Yeah, it would be a massive they, hit. If they would have had this in place, I don't even think oh, you would have left the Big Twelve. What do you think? Why would you? I mean, like money wise, it, it all like I said, it all comes down to money. There's so much money on the table for them to go to SEC, but there's something about that. Thinking about hey, if we stay here. We cruise into the playoff every year. What's I mean, the thing? How much money? How much money do they have if they are not in the top three, or like how much money do they have if they're not winning? That's what I'm trying to figure. Well, he's going to make a bunch of money. Yes, but they also want to be winning. You don't want to talk about adding like thirty to forty more dollars in revenue, thirty-four million dollars in revenue going to the SEC, possibly even as top as far as even seventy to eighty. Yeah. So, but what happens if they fall off and be no, in the middle that's, of the road? That's the, SEC risk. that's the risk. That's what I'm saying. They'll still get. They'll still get. <laughs> look, Vandy, Vandy's the bottom barrel of the SEC, and they're still making a bunch of money. So, they're still going to make money. The problem is that they go from winning a conference every year to now being a team that could compete and win a conference every other year, every other couple years. But with a 12 team playoff, they don't have to win the conference to still get in. Yeah. No, I mean I, I agree with that. It's a, it'll be it will be it will be disastrous if they don't extend the playoffs. I'm just saying we got to see some more competitive games, or no one's going to want to do it. Is all I'm coming down to. It, and like I just I don't I, I don't agree with it, that aspect because people love playoffs, and if they don't they may not watch. I mean Alabama fans and, and Georgia fans are going to watch their games, but. Other fan bases are going to watch these other playoff games. Let me ask you this. Okay, NCAA tournament, number one seed versus 16 seed. 
are you watching that game from start to finish if the one just kicks the shit out of 16? Because I don't. Bro, but if they keep it close, everyone's watching. So, yes, it's a risk factor. But when every time you see – I mean, because what? We went until three or four years ago. A one seed had always beat the 16. So it wasn't like you kind of knew what was – but if it was close, it was like you stay tuned the whole game. But I'm saying this. I may not watch it, but guess what I'm going to be prepared for? To watch that 4-5 matchup, to watch the 3-6 no, and six sure. matchup. No, I get that. But I'm just saying, if those games are turning into, it's Alabama-Duke, because Duke had a really good year, and it's 45-0 at halftime, you're not watching the second half. Okay. It might, I mean, it's just like, that's the problem. If OU is a 12 seed, and let's just say you're playing the 1 seed. Mm-hmm. You don't think people are going to tune in for that? They're going to tune in, but what keeps people watching if it's not competitive? No, I'm just – you just never know what's going to happen. No, I – And as a fan, bro, I don't think – I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure if you're an OU fan, bro, you're ride or die. I watched the entire you're right, you LSU watched the game. entire game. I, I know more people. As I was getting like, drunk, but as I watched OU the entire fans game. Watched the whole I had game. On the whole I don't know get, if I was watching everything. Whether they're but. getting their ass beat or not, they're watching the entire game. And when you have passionate fans about their teams, like you know, with the history of OU and their fans, they're gonna watch every bit of that game, right or wrong. Yeah. Right yeah, but you're talking about one fan base. Okay, but I'm just saying there are there's, other fan bases. Yeah, there's multiple just fan bases. Passionate I love those fan bases, but there yeah. are other fan bases. There are that. other fan bases okay. just as let's passionate. Say, okay, just well, because you know, don't I know, know that. Let's say USC for a second. Let's say USC gets in and they're losing 45 well, see, zero at halftime. USC is mainstream, and I understand what you guys are going to say. It's an LA team, and the fans aren't as passionate as you guys are. But they're still a mainstream team. I know. If USC, just the name alone, oh, USC's in the playoffs? Oh, we got to watch this shit. Yeah. And then it's going to be blown up all hey, over social okay, media because a, it's here's USC. Here's a good example. Alabama, Reggie Bush is going to say something. Alabama, Alabama USC a few years ago. Everyone was so excited. USC did that whole crawl out thing mm-hmm. where they were all pumped. Then they got their asses kicked. Do you think all the USC fans watched that whole game? I don't even know if most of them watched the first half. <laughs> I mean, again, that goes to their fan base. Point, that goes into their fan base, hey, though. But that's, I, I, that's what I'm saying. But you got, there's a lot of fan bases like that. And there's a lot of fan bases that are like what OU is. Exactly. Okay. It's just, it, it's just one of those things where I'm just it's saying, like, hey, it's a, want, it might be a catch-22, but at the same time, it's like. Saying, I'm cheering for it. Like, I want 18s, but if 12 happens, awesome. I'm excited for it. Let's Let's go. I'm just playing that devil's advocate of why it would not happen because it's hard to argue for these games that, especially college football, this isn't college basketball, man. College football is an extremely different sport than college basketball is when it comes to how close teams are. I'm Any, saying this right now, then maybe we need to get rid of the playoff then. Well, see, that's the that's kind of what I was mm, hinting at. I don't want to do that at all. I want to expand it. I don't want to get rid of it. But the way you're talking, it's... It's almost a point out why we even have the playoff then. Why don't we just go back to the BCS? But that's because that's trash. I agree with that. I agree I with agree. that 100. I I don't think every year you only have two good teams in the playoff. I think there's been years where, obvi- oh, well, obviously, because what you, uh, Ohio State won it out of four, right? They won it in the. Uh, they won the uh, first one. Or no, they, they no, yeah, no. They, they won the first one. No, yeah, I'm saying they won it at a four seed. Right? Yeah, they came in as a four because they took, which was controversial because they took TCU. TCU should have right. really been in there. Eight, absolutely. But, but Ohio State goes and they win it at a fourth. And so that gives everyone, oh, you can be a four and win it kind of thing. But once again, I, it's been a while since we've seen that. It seems like recently 
the problem is the good teams are getting so good, and the the teams that are having a good year are running into that where it doesn't matter. Michigan had a great year. They got the monkey off their bat. They beat Ohio State. They didn't belong on the same field as Georgia. But see, the thing about that, though, bro, is one thing thing I have to say about that is I feel like with college football – if you see these college teams, like if you're in a, a top player and you see these college teams in the playoffs, you kind of you're like, if they had me on that field, if like if you're a top recruit, yeah. if they had me on that field, shit might be different. Like I just think it gives more exposure to these teams the whole to be able to catch team. up, to be able to catch up with these power schools, and I feel like that'll that'll start to show its face if you expand it, because eventually, like even if even if. I'm just using you guys as an example. If you go in as a number 12 seed, you play Alabama, you get your ass busted. People see that, and they're like, if, if you just go out there and play hard, if you just go out there and play tough, if you go out there and just make plays, and it, it, imagine if you do keep the game close. Imagine if you win. People are going to be like, man, fuck that. I'm about to go to OU, and we about to run that shit back. Like, just a, lose, the mentality you know? of college football would change because an expanded playoff, I mean – I mean, obviously, teams have an advantage with recruiting and everything, but everybody – it just makes all those games that much more important. What, what could happen? For a, for a, and it also would make out-of-conference scheduling that much more yeah. important. You got to remember, guys, college football is my favorite thing. So giving me more games, I'm never going to say no to that. I just – it'd be boring if I just sat here and said, yeah, you guys are right, this is bullshit, like, and just agreed with it. I'm just trying to speak from the other aspect of why people are going to fight it. Because it'd be too easy to just go, yeah, 12 teams. Well, for the people that are fighting it, are you really college football fans? Uh, like, you know, right. like, do you really want more money in your pocket? Yeah. Like, if it's a money thing, then you're making money. If it's a, a fan wanting to see more football, you're getting more football. So what's the problem? Yeah. Ride with your team even if, they get, if they're losing. You roll with them all the way up to this point. Well, you like, got to get these universities, these, these conferences to get on the same idea of being like, you know what? We need this because it will give our conference a better opportunity to the get in. The fact that Pac-12 is not, will not get in on it with the way that Pac-12 has performed over yeah. the last few years. They haven't had a team in since uh, Washington. Oh, yeah. And uh, what was that, Twenty, almost like 20... 28, was that 2017? 17. Was the OU year? Yeah. Yeah, 17. So it's just like, why are you not wanting to do this because... Right now, you again next year their big, their big team is going to be Utah. That's going to be their big team to get for a playoff. And again, no, it's nothing against them, but it's Utah. Can I mean, I, let me ask you guys a question. This is my last question on this. What teams? Just just give me a, a quick quick answer if you can. What six teams would you say or six schools have the most passionate fans? If you can give me just like a quick yeah. roundabout answer, what six school like real like compared to like obviously you guys are in there right? So you got OU and you have who else? Notre Dame, Alabama, Ohio State, Nebraska, Michigan, and Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Penn State, majority, Penn State will rival, majority, Penn State will rival Michigan. Yeah. A majority of those schools. Another SEC. A majority school. of those schools. Georgia be the only one. A majority of those schools, except State. for maybe Florida. Nebraska. Yeah. No, 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 no. Nebraska may not be playing well. They may have the most passionate fan base in the Big Ten. They have the most loyal fan base. But listen to me. Listen to me. A majority of those schools have the opportunity to be a top 12 team. Am I right or wrong? Yeah. So, you expand the playoffs into going going to what you said. How many people are actually going to watch that? I feel like 
right there, you mm-hmm. just gave me six or seven teams yeah. that, that can easily be a top 12 team, given the year of passionate football fans who yeah. will watch their game. All the way to the end. I can promise you a four or five matchup so, is always going to be some so, kind. Is always going to be some electric. Yeah, hell um, yeah. So I'm not even, gonna, so I'm not even worried about like sure. if people are going to watch it because they're going to watch the shit. Yeah. You might have a few stragglers in there of, 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 of bandwagon fans, but even if they're bandwagon fans and you see your teams in the playoffs, you're going to jump on that bandwagon right yeah. around. Let's just point like this: people watch these littler bowl games because they love college football. Mm-hmm. You times that. With the at, with the impl- implications of playoffs, the ratings are going to go through the roof. And again, I get it. Some of these games, yeah. some of them are probably going to be blowouts, and I get it. But I think majority of the games will be more exciting, more fun than there will be Who blowouts. Was the fifth seed this year was it Ole Miss? The fifth seed? Oh Jesus! No, it was. Uh, Who was the five and seven? I, I, OSU was number five. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. No wait. Was Baylor, Baylor? Was Baylor number five? I think OSU yeah. got knocked oh, down yeah, to yeah, six yeah, or seven. Yeah. Or it was either, it was Baylor, it was either Baylor or Notre Dame. I was thinking the winner of the Big 12. Yes, Baylor was. Yeah. No, Notre Dame was. Notre Dame Baylor was. Baylor was six. Baylor was six. So. Okay, so that would have been, obviously this year would have been perfect because if, if you had a four or five, it would have been Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Notre Dame's opportunity to redeem themselves. So that would have worked out well. But I'm say, let's, let's say um, – uh, Let's say it was Baylor. Let's just say it was Baylor. Where did you guys finish? Oof, I don't know. Twelve. Oh, you finished. Uh, no, they finished. Uh, oh, you finished like. I think. Oh, you finished like. Yeah, they might have, might have finished twelve. I think it was. I thought it, 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 it was. It was, it was, it was a, it's a top fifteen. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's let's just for the sake of this, let's say it was Baylor. All right, that would have made Cincinnati kind of earn their playoff spot. Because first matchup, they've got the Big Twelve champion having to, you know to uh, to deal with yeah. to kind of earn their way sure. into having that top four. So that that would have been good. Like when you get those non Power Five teams in that top four spot, having to earn it because I feel like they're always going to probably be that, that four seed. Because like we just saw an undefeated Cincinnati. Getting a four spot, yeah. So why would an undefeated unless all the, the teams below them? Why else would a undefeated uh, power, non-power five school be any above that? So it's always going to make that four seed probably have to play. Or, or, let's say non-power five if they're four. Mm-hmm. It's always going to make them kind of earn that first game, and I like that aspect because I will say this: it would be because you look at some of these teams that are leaving the, the group of five now. And I was agreeing with what they were talking about too. It almost might be more beneficial for a group of five teams to have their own playoff. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I mean, if you want, I mean, someone brought McMurphy mentioned like in a situation like this year, they would have their own playoff. But if a team like Cincinnati did end up getting in the top four, yeah, you let them go, and then the rest had their own playoff. Because it it would have been a bad situation. I, I don't even once again, I can't remember the rankings really. Let's say we did twelve teams. And there was three non-power five schools in there. Yeah, that, that would have been horrible. Yeah, for the the playoff. Yeah, and you know we're seeing more and more of these teams, these non-power five t- teams, start to get above everyone else, where they're going 10, 11, 12 wins mm-hmm. to where that could happen. Where the rank, where I think the I I know that the people doing the rankings 
would find ways to keep them outside sure. of the top 12. They would, they would, so they would it'd probably be okay. You I think they would take into consideration that. that. But they would have to because, let's, like I said, let's just say three of them got in. Oof. I mean, Now that is the only scenario I see that it would be bad for an expansion is if that happened. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm just saying. Like, obviously, you're gonna have your every you know, every now and then where you got your Boise State, your I mean, Cincinnati beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, we got to throw that in there. You're gonna have those times where a team might get in there and sneak a win in. Yeah. But if three of those teams are playing, the odds even of one winning is crazy. But all three, are they would have to all be. They would all be have bad. to be under to me for that to happen. A scenario like yeah, Cincinnati, Boise, yeah. and. Fuck it, just say like Coastal Houston. Carolina or yeah, Houston. Yeah. They have to be undefeated. One thing is too, you, I feel like with the with NCAA, you need to look at not only should they be undefeated, but they should also have a credible win on they their have, resume. Oh, absolutely. You shouldn't oh, be able to, to you shouldn't be able to, to jump happen. into the top ten if you don't have a credible win against the top ten team at the time that, of that win yeah. on your resume. So they should take that oh, yeah. into consideration when doing that because it'll piss me off if all of a sudden a Boise State gets in there. And they they haven't beat a top ten team. No, that's well, that's, well, that's what's just because they're happening. undefeated. Yeah, and you're gonna start. But they should, but they should, they should, like you said, the people that are making these rankings need to take that into consideration. Well, that's oh, it. Well, these schools, these group of five schools, will take that into consideration too. The only problem yeah. is, is that they make these schedules so far in advance that some of their years. I mean, that might be another thing they have to do is they have to allow for a shorter period of time for scheduling. Because yeah. you could schedule teams uh, to set up for uh, your uh, future uh, out-of-conference schedules. I'll tell you this. If, the, if they continue to – if they extend the playoff, Notre Dame's never going to join a conference. <laughs> I mean, oh they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll just accept the at-large at bid every year and just continue to do what they're doing. And, and they have their grant. I mean, they have their grant of rights to. I mean, their grant of rights are to the ACC, but they for football for everything else. Football is still independent. Yeah, I'm which saying, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, again, but it, it would fall into they would have to be an at-large team. Yeah, or they, they fall into, or they fall into like that little that six spot. Yeah, maybe that's what they do. They say like if a group of five school is higher. Or Notre Dame is higher, that gets that automatic six spot. So, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of little kinks and stuff. Yeah. And obviously, we'll know more of the next few years. Uh, and who knows? OU gets into the SEC and starts, uh, you know, not making it every year and all that. I, you might hear me crying for a 12, 12 playoff. Oh, no, no. If they don't get, I mean, because <laughs> that goes into now. So you look into when OU is going to the SEC. We've all predicted that most likely 2023 is the earliest they're going to get in. Yeah. Two years of playing in the SEC with only four teams, uh, I'll probably be asking that they expand that playoff yeah. pretty quickly. Absolutely. So I, love, I did not expect that we were going to talk that long about that, but that, that's good because, I mean, that's a lot to think about, especially yeah. with everything changing. Big 12 is going to look very different in the next couple of years. Yep. SEC is going to look very different. You know, mm-hmm. will we see more of these conferences making these power moves and inviting big schools into it? You know, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. So a, a bigger playoff, it could be a great thing for the for the game, but we'll, we'll see. Um, Real quick, uh, wanted to do a new segment. Uh, it's checking uh, Preston Psyche about <laughs> baseball. Uh, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report, I think, last week. Last week. And uh, they have not reported. Players are at home. Some are probably on the golf course. Some have been in the cages that I have seen. It does not look like anything's going. How's the Psyche doing? <laughs> it's not good. Uh, <laughs> it's not good at all. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe, um, maybe it's because 
we're, we're not baseball season so up in the air right now. We don't know what's going to happen. That people are posting more and more baseball stuff to kind of like get themselves through it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just seeing more and more stuff out there, and it's getting me more and more pissed off about baseball not being here because everyone knows how great a week that is when you hear uh, pitchers catchers reporting. You're just like, oh, oh yeah, you're, gonna, oh. you're, you're like, ah, oh, baseball's right around the corner. You start thinking about, you know, opening day, which is should be like a national holiday. Honestly, it's it's that one day I think everyone's like that, and the Monday after the Super Bowl. No, well, that's that's a given. Yeah, yeah. but I, I've actually been watching just to touch on baseball real quick. I've been watching. Uh, I know he's not everybody. I, I actually like the guy, and now that all these accusations are cleared up. You know, I'm back to watching his YouTube channel again. We watch Trevor um, Bauer. Trevor Bauer, and he does these things called live at bats, right. where he has a bunch of like uh, JUCO players or college players. He'll have uh, minor league players come to his facility, and That's he'll cool. just do live at bats with them. Like, and then if you get a hit off of him, like he has a, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it kind of projects like what they actually hit. Mm-hmm. If you get a solid hit off of them, you spin the wheel, you get money, That's awesome. stuff That's, like that. Yeah, but I've, he heard, does, I've he, heard of it, but I've never Yeah, he it. does live at bats, and he'll do like, he's such, he's so good, bro. Um, he do, he'll do like, okay, I'm going to close one eye, and I'm going to tell you, you get these two pitches, and he'll throw those two pitches, and That's you know, they have to try to hit it, so That's they kind of know what's coming. But it's, it's cool, bro. I love watching something like that. Like, it just brings back, watching stuff like that just brings back the fun in oh, baseball. Yeah. And that's one thing I like about Trevor Bauer is he's not one of those guys that's just so old school and set in his ways that it has to be this type of way. Like, he's out there trying to have fun yeah. with it. Um, and that makes me feel good because that's what I love about baseball is Absolutely. I remember putting big league chewing my mouth and, you know, having one oh, cheek yeah. and spitting like I'm, you know, Sammy sure. Sosa or whatever. So um, I love watching that, but I do feel where you're coming from. It's so frustrating to to see this. And MLB just breaks my heart every year for some reason. And bro, let me tell just, you this. This is a good opportunity because, like I said, uh, college football this year, obviously – OU, I mean, it changed. I will obviously watch every game with the same passion, all that. But the way college football kind of was turning this year with the NIL and people transferring and all that stuff kind of really steered me to the NFL this year yeah. to where I, I was telling my uh, telling someone, I was like, it would not surprise me if in the next couple of years I like NFL more than I like college football just because of all this BS that's being tied to college football now. But – this is a good op- er, time for college baseball to, to really make a move. Because the last couple years with social media and everyone seeing stuff of these teams, especially come uh, tournament time, um, man, like this weekend, I just saw so many college baseball highlights. There was some big um, home run, pimp jobs, things like that to where these, these kids are having so much fun playing the game that we all love and everything that – College baseball could be the big winner in this whole thing if they continue to promote that game to where you might get people like me who are on, who love the game of baseball who might, even if your your school and you know, OU's you know, supposed to be pretty decent, kind of sucked two years ago in the COVID year that baseball was rocking and we got our freaking season canceled. That sucked. Yeah. Because I, 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 I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they were number one when it, the season got canceled. Who? OU. In baseball, when was that? The twenty twenty when COVID kicked off. 
and the season got canceled. I could be wrong, but I some don't reason, some think reason, they were, but I think they were in the top ten. Top, I'm telling, there's something there. They I had a great start. They was. had a great start to. Great I know start, exactly what you're talking about. Stuff was going they on. weren't number one, but they were in the top ten. Um, but it's a good opportunity to get people interested in watching to where all of a sudden you're watching Texas, Florida, and things like that to where you're not. It's not even your school playing, but you're watching because you like the game and it's interesting. To where those big matchups are happening, because like this weekend, I saw a guy for Texas. Obviously, we hate Texas, but that's not important. Mm-hmm. His name—they call him Tommy Tanks because he drops bombs. That's and I was just like, name. "That's sick!" <laughs> and I was like, "I will watch this dude drop bombs because it's freaking awesome to see." Um, but it's just not just college baseball; it's college softball too. I mean, oh, well, obviously. I mean, because college—don't college, be wrong, college baseball is fun. Hey, perfect but example. College softball is more exciting. Antoine and I are going on a uh, little business trip down to Oklahoma City for a uh, conference deal. We're gonna some classes and stuff like that. And our boss was sitting there talking to us, saying, uh, "Hey, you know, we'll have some free time and stuff like that. Maybe while we're down there, we can catch a softball game or a baseball game. An OU mm-hmm. softball or baseball game." And I was like, I would rather go to the softball game because obviously OU softball is like the Bama of college yeah, football. Right now, yeah. So it's like it's awesome to see that. But softball games are lit, man. They're, They're exciting. Actually really fun. They're a lot of fun. I kind of regret because he asked me that question, and I told him. Damn, I told him. Oh, well, I told him baseball because I was like, "Oh shit, they're gonna be playing ORU," oh, you? No. and I was like, "ORU's oh, normally like they're baseball. known for like that's their big yeah, sport in school." Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, "Damn, that might be that's probably gonna be a lit game." But you're right, bro. Like, but OU, it, OU softball, it's just bro, quick action and yeah. stuff like that. It's easy to watch because it just keeps your attention because it's bang, 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 bang. Where baseball can, you know. Guy they draw it out of the box, you know, two Baseball one, three one. Count, well, they change it. They change a the pitcher out it. for it's like a situational thing. Yeah. So Which yeah, they, they're working they on that stuff. It. That's why Look, they're making it. Do you to think where, this would be cool? You know how the NHL, like after their overtime, if it's tied, they do a shootout. Oh, hundred percent. Would you want to see like baseball maybe after eleven innings, twelve innings, do a home run out? They like, they, that, they throw out the idea of putting and actually cool, I think they bro? did like low key though they had put a runner on second base well no, so that's well it's come in yeah I mean it came in last year to the uh, majors to where they start at second to help those games and it did help a lot yeah I mean, games were ending a lot quicker it does kind of suck though because it's like. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Your team's got to be a team that scores when we're in right, which every team's yeah. got to be that way. But yeah. it, what's cool, though, is we're going to get to continue to see stuff to where we might see a home home runoff or something like Would that. Would you want to see that, though, as a fan? Hey, what's cool is they're doing it in the minor leagues. And so you get to see it first in the minor league. What, they, what they, are they doing in the minor leagues? They test everything in the minor yeah. leagues. So it's like so they, they, they started the, the, the uh, clock, the, the pitch clock. Then they did the runner on second. And then, you know, so, so we might see that stuff happen where we go to a Tulsa Drillers game, go watch them try it out and kind of get a feel for it, see if we like it, and be like, hell yeah. I think it would be cool, badass. bro. Like, who would want to see, you know, see somebody in the game by hitting? Like, you know, I, I think the NHL, the shootout is like, one of the best things about the NHL, in fact, well, other than the fights and other than shoot out there. I mean, you go to soccer. Who doesn't love soccer? Does, soccer does I mean, shoot out, so it's yeah. not unfamiliar yeah. for somebody to use their their biggest draw, which is score goals, or you know, especially sure. for the NHL and soccer, as a way to close field to get deal. Yeah. So imagine having your best hitter, like you're, you're a Yankees fan. Imagine, and, and I don't think I don't think they should be doing during the playoffs. No. No. But in the season, but in the season, they should do it because there's so many games in the season. 
that I feel like. But imagine you see your favorite hitter or the best hitter on the Yankees go up there, and it's literally up to this guy to to, to win the game. Well, would be cool. But and the, and the other team gets to match. Well, see, that's what I was starting yeah. to think. I was like, do you do that or do you let your own team throw to you? Like a home run derby, like it actually goes to like a home run derby to where you get you, you throw your pitching coach or whoever you know whoever's going to throw to that guy gets out there and it's literally like a home run derby for no, a second. No, one hundred percent. And you get what is it? Two minutes. But but but, but, was, but for the sake but for the sake Something of the game, like you dumb it down. You get or you, you get, get thirty, 30 seconds, seconds biggest to hit as many home runs, and yeah. you let them do it. You yeah. let them you let them three go up there and take give them maybe like three hacks. And if they hit one out, it goes out. They get three out, then they're done. But, see, but how do how do you uh, like if you're that if you're the other pitcher, if you're pitching for the other team, how do you throw to that batter? Like no, no, I, I feel like what he said is you should let your team. Well, it should be it should be a pitching team. It should be a pitching coach. It should, that's that should what I'm be, saying. Like so, it should be the pitching coach that comes you out. You get like for maybe thirty team. seconds. Yeah, for your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's what I'm saying because if it's the other team, they're just not going to no, throw to no, you. No, 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 no. You so get thirty it seconds. Extends it. Yeah. You get, you get thirty yeah. seconds. I wouldn't, give a, I wouldn't give him a clock. I would say you get you get three, three pitches. pitches and you leave the and you leave the outfielders out. Yeah. And if they rob the home run, they rob it. Yeah. You just like just like you she have gave, a goalie. Just like you have a goalie in a yeah. shootout. If they rob, if they steal a home run, if they, if it's robbed, it's an out. That's hey, fine. I'm good with that. That's. I'll tell you what. At least at first, that would be and so. Be, I want money. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be insane. That would be so <laughs> that, that first game, you know, Yankees Red Sox. That first game, and you, you send your big three guys out there to do that. <laughs> you, you send your three big guys out there to do that, and you know you get you know Stanton Judge and um, you know Torres or someone out there. Yeah. Those three guys, and all of a sudden you're dropping bombs, and you know getting the crowd going, and you know all. Everybody's like, well, as soon as you, well, as soon as the three pitches, as soon as you hit one out, that's it. That well, that, that counts as one. Okay. Yeah, so, so I'm not saying like if say like you throw three pitches and Judge hits all three out, you right. don't get three there. Okay. And so it's Judge hits the, if he swings it, swings at the first one and it goes yeah. out. There's one. That's that's it. And then the guy comes. Same thing for the next guy. If the next guy for the other team. Comes say uh, or when they when it goes say like they score two yeah so the guy who swings first for the other team say it's like the J so it's uh, say it's uh, Barrett, or Bichette mm-hmm. and on the second pitch he hits it out that's one right. so it's not the they it's not they get amount for how many they no, pitches I, I it's just the one I, hey it's a cool idea let the minor leagues try it out see what it looks like yeah, real go talk. from there how sick would it be if it came if it's like two two and the guy. Or like two one, and the guy hits it to tie on his last out, and somebody comes and robs that shit. Oh yeah, like, that'll be that'll be sick, bro. Like that'll I want to see something like that, and it'll yeah. be exciting, and that'll bring in new fans yeah. that are excited to the, see that. The only thing you can argue there, I guess, is that all of a sudden these guys are tr- trying to hit home runs so hard because I mean that's a big been a big argument for years. It's home run derby. Guys are worried about getting injured. Guys are worried about messing their swing, swing up. up. Yeah, that it becomes. I'm just telling you. There's you got to think of those things of why people are going to say no, and but once again, Man, that's why you, for us, bro. that's why you let the minor leagues figure it out because it all it is a business. Like I've talked to you this whole time, and I guarantee people are watching extra innings if they know that a home run derby is coming at some point. I mean, so I, I do Bryce like that. Harper. You make three hundred million dollars because fans want to see you yeah. play. It also so if we want to see you play, play your exactly. So with that being said. I'm not. It's not. I'm not coming at Bryce Harper. No, I don't understand. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. Like MLB, you make money because of fans wanting to see it. If we right. don't want to see it, we're not going to fucking watch it. No, and then sure. you yeah. lose money. Yeah. So if it's something we want to see, and I'm not saying they should take that idea and they should just do it. That's because you know because what we wanted is our 
our idea, but okay. I don't know. I feel some type of way about it. All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and jump into yeah, our movie. Like yeah, we're yeah, we're yeah, an hour 50 in, so yeah, I, so I, I, I want to give us a little time story. to talk about this and, yeah. and see how everything looks. So, All right. Yeah, we'll move to next week. We're doing our top five boxing slash MMA movies this Yes, that goes into the next movie draft, the sports movie draft that we will be having. We'll put aside the new segment, entertainment segment, What You Watching. Uh, we'll put that for Thursday. There you go. Okay. Um, but yeah, so yeah, top five boxing slash MMA movies. Uh, I started last week, so Preston, I'll start. Yeah, That's yeah, Preston, because it was yeah. me, you, then you, yeah. then I'll get sugar back to Um First, I want to say, mind rush my list a little bit. I wish I had taken more time to really think, because I just thought of quick movies that I really liked, like right off the top of my head that I, I could think of. Well, it's, so, it's favorite. It's your favorite too. I know, so, but I'm, yeah. I was like, you kind of sometimes you need to see a movie on a list or something. Like, oh hell yeah! Like, I, obviously, I love that. But I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. And um, before, okay, let me say this: I wanted to know if this classified or not, to, uh, whether to put it on my list. What about Fight Club? No. No? No. More of that. It's just more of a fighting movie. That's yeah, that's, that's, just, that's, a, that's just a movie. That's a drama. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, the whole it's, design it's, it's, is it's not, no, it's not, it's, it's not, we're doing like actual No, no, that's sport. fine. I left the it death, off. I left took, it off. The death of Fight Club is more than the fight. It's the anarchy that they're trying that's to cause. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I left it off. I was just curious because I was like, that probably would have made my list had it been available. All right. Number five, coming out with Creed. Absolutely love this movie. Um, it hits because obviously it's a newer, so they're able to put more into it. Still got the whole Rocky, you know, part of the uh, of it, all that. Um, love it, just absolutely love it. I think they did a fantastic job. The storyline's actually really good. The fighting in it is really good. I mean, it's just like it was a very well put together movie. Um, not, I, I was scared at first when I saw this was coming out because it was like. I mean, Balboa had already been out, Rocky Balboa, and so you're kind of thinking, and that was kind of, mm. so yeah. it's like you're you're still trying to keep that series alive with this Creed, this you know spinoff and all that. Is was it going to hit? I think it hit. I think it did really well, and uh, it's my number five. Is it me? Yep. Uh, I like that pick. Um, my number five was tough. Uh, because one of the movies I watched as a kid growing up, but uh, I didn't pick it. I'm actually going to put, um, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I had a tough time with this, but I'm going to put The Fighter. Okay. Um, I really love The Fighter, man, because for me, it's one of those movies that I can really, you guys know I'm a big boxing fan. Yeah. I've watched, i watched every single Mickey Ward and Arturo Gotti fight. Um. And when you're in that moment and you're watching that fight, you just think that they have it made, that they're making all this money. And in reality, Mickey Ward really didn't make money until the second and third fight. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't talk about boxing classics without talking about that Mickey Ward or Torogati fight. When you're talking about brawls, brawls, it was a brawl. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It was an all-out War. It was two guys looking at each other and having and saying to themselves, "Let's just shut the fuck up and throw punches and bang it out." Pause. And that's exactly what they did. Is they literally just punched each other's head in. Um, the movie was amazing. I love seeing the stories of how people 
uh, you know, you know, Mickey Ward had this career where it wasn't really much. All of a sudden, he gets on the winning streak. All of a sudden, he starts beating big names. And then he's fighting Arturo Gotti. I think Mark Warburg did an amazing job in the movie. I don't even know if I could imagine him putting in another Mickey Ward. Um, the whole story was great. I love it. It's up on number five. I like it. Uh, my number five is the same as Preston. This is Creed. Um, I had a tough time going between this and Raging Bull. Um, Raging Bull. To be quite honest, Raging Bull might be just be, as far as a movie goes, the best movie on all of our lists. Um, but as far as boxing, the one I enjoyed the most was Creed. Um, I like the setups they had for it. Ryan Coogler did a great job setting the story, the plot. You know, this world that they, you know, they're entering into. Um, I thought Michael B. Jordan did a great job as Adonis. Uh, and I thought, you know, I thought Sly came back and was fantastic as Rocky. I mean, I, I thought he should have won the Oscar for it. Uh, but he played it perfectly. It was It was such a good kind of reversal because now I mean obviously he's a Creed but Donnie's more Rocky than he is Apollo I mean he all the aspects are there to compare him with Rocky yeah then of course you have Rocky going on to be more like Mick um with him getting sick and everything um it just set up really well um it was and then of course they were also obviously to compare it because he does end up losing that fight. I mean, spoiler alert. I mean, if you haven't watched Creed since it's been out, I don't know what the hell you've been doing. But but it had a lot of really cool aspects. The one-shot uh, uh, fight that he has with that kid from the same gym that they were working out at was a, was a great fight for a uh, great setup. The whole, you know, no edits, no quick cuts, nothing. It's just one shot going around the ring. I thought it was pretty perfect. Um, but again, Tessa Thompson is great. Is a great love interest for him too. The cast was stellar. Um, I mean, it's, it was a great entry to the Rocky for uh, the whole world. And then my number four is uh, Ali. Uh, I mean, you catch the you. This is I mean, it's an absolute movie star performance, and you catch a guy at the height of his stardom to play. Arguably the greatest boxer of all time, and you get a director like Michael Mann, uh, who originally they weren't originally going to give it to Michael Mann. It's originally going to be Spike Lee, which if this is Spike Lee, it's a totally different movie. Um, but they went with Michael Mann, and uh, it turned out to be fantastic. It got uh, Will his first uh, Oscar nomination. He was fantastic as Muhammad. Uh, the storylines were perfect leading up to the uh, the fight uh, against uh, Foreman. Was it the, the last fight? Yeah, George Foreman. Yeah, George Foreman. Yeah, leading up in the jungle. Yep. So leading up to that, it was perfect. I mean, you couldn't ask for more. I mean, all those little characters. You know, Jamie Fox as a uh, uh, what's his name? The one of his trainers. Yeah. yeah. Brown, I think is his last name. And, of course, John Voight is great as... Uh, James Tony playing Joe, uh, Joe Frazier, by the way. Yeah, that was John, nice. James Tony is an actual champion boxer, boxer yeah. a really good one. I love that he opening... Roy Jones Jr. Uh, I love <laughs> that opening scene where they're weighing in, and he comes in, and uh, uh supposed to be a Frazier, and uh, he gets all pissed off at him and yells at him yeah. and shuts him up. That was perfect. I just I, I thought it was just a well crafted movie. I thought Will Smith was fantastic. Um, it's just it was an enjoyable watch. I I I love that movie. The reason I didn't have it on my list is because I feel like they kind of rushed through it. 
and I know you can't. I know Muhammad Ali's story. Like I, I feel like there were certain things that they could have. I don't know. They they could have focused a little more on certain things that I wanted to see highlighted from Muhammad Ali's career. I think they did a great job. I think Will Smith was a perfect Muhammad Ali. By the way, Ali is a two and a half hour long movie. No, no, I understand what I understand what you're coming up. There are certain there are certain parts that were rushed. I agree with that. Um, I wanted to see a little more. I guess as far as like who he fought, his comeback. You know, they kind of went from him being out of boxing to him. Getting losing that first fight to Joe Frazier, like I just wanted to see a little more in between that, I guess. And I understand it was a long movie. Yeah, uh, well, they jumped in a certain they, part of his career. To, then they went from him to George Foreman. Like they didn't show a lot of different things in that movie that played it. You know, that went yeah. along with the highlights. But I agree with you. I love that movie. I think yeah. it's a good movie. Um, All right, you're uh, Preston's. That's no, Preston's number four. Who yeah. went first? I did. Preston, okay, so, so did, yeah, yeah, back yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number four is uh, Million Dollar Baby. Oh, God, you went real sad here. <laughs> uh, dude, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's Million Dollar baby. baby, bro, is it's, it's like I said, I love the movies where you watch, you watch this lady come in who just had no skill at all. She goes into this old guy's gym. This guy does not give a fuck about her. He's like, if you want to be here, you just pay me, yada, yada, yada. Eventually develops a relationship. And then it just takes off from there, and you see her just blossom, and you see her beating ass, and you see how, how much skill she has. And, you know, because somebody's a salty-ass bitch and a hater, <laughs> yeah. you know, all of a sudden... Uh, yeah, storyline takes a turn. Just everything with yeah. that storyline to me is just like, if there were more people like Clint Eastwood in this world that actually took somebody in... It showed them the right way to do certain things. Like, what would this world look like? You know what I mean? Probably so it's just it's just one of those things. But the movie itself was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I think everybody sitting here will agree with that, even if it's not on your list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, everything about that movie was just, I think it won, they won some Oscars for it, right? Oh, yeah. He won uh, Best Movie. She won the Oscar for Best yeah. Actress. Uh, Everything Freeman about won that. Best Supporting Actor. And when you're making a movie like this, you don't want to see people half-ass. No. And I feel like she actually trained. She actually put her body through it. She didn't half-ass this. And I love Hilary Swank, by the way. I love Keith had a baby crush on her for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, but, but, yeah, I love that movie. I know it's sad and upsetting, but it's, it's, it's yeah. life. Shit like that happens, bro. You know, people get to this certain point in life, and then all of a sudden, snap of a finger, things change. So, um, everything about that movie I love. Yeah. What's your number four? That was it. (laughs) Number four. I I mean, he said it. It all comes out of the performance. Both, you know, they worked so well together. Um, It it was just fantastic. I remember watching this. I mean, this came out in 04, dude. I remember watching that around that time. And, you know, obviously being much younger and still having, like, a lip big, quiver. You hit a lip quiver. <laughs> having such an appreciation for for the the acting and everything in it and just love the movie. I mean, it was just fantastic. And, I, yeah, I like those films. That, that could be a little bit of a tearjerker and everything. And this had every bit of that. So yeah, that, that definitely was my number four. And this is in that. Uh <laughs> Kind of stinks. My number three was taken as well, which is The Fighter. <laughs> uh, okay, so that, this is actually my number three as well. Okay, yeah. so we'll, we'll both just kind of touch yeah. on this. And it all comes back to, obviously, the two stars of this film. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, like you said, I really can't see anyone else 
Uh, and there was a lot of other people involved in this. Yeah, this was in like well, no, development there, hell. There was a lot. Of, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I mean, Christian Bale's performance—the way he lost all this weight for this—and uh, you know, I mean, all, just everything that Full goes method into acting. this. A fantastic performance, man. The, the boxing was great. Uh, the storyline was even better, you know, and to be able to, to play it out the way they did, I think they just did a fantastic job in telling the story. So. No, I, yeah, I, you, you know, I mean, the performances is the key. Um, the story's set really well. The direction's really well. Uh, for a guy who's never really done any kind of sports movies, uh, David O. Russell really did a great job um, with a lot of the fight uh, scenes in it. Um, but yeah, no, it's just not, you know, Wahlberg and Christian Bale are the headliners, but, you know, the, the woman who played the mom, Melissa Leo, she ended up winning Best Supporting Actors. Uh, they swept the two supporting actor categories with Christian Bale winning Best Supporting Actor, but Amy Adams was fantastic. I mean, much like how you've had a thing for Hilary Swank, I've got a thing for Amy Adams, so, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, and the sad part is Mark Wahlberg is the only one who didn't get nominated in this, which is ridiculous but that's for another time but no it's it's literally and it, it shows when someone who has a passion project and puts everything into it like he did i mean and you just get the right people around you you can just you can truly make something that can be really special and i think that's what they did with that movie yeah fantastic all right what's your uh so number three it would come down it come down this way did you say your number three no y'all just, no, 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 just going okay, back. I'm sorry. okay yeah yeah Wait no. Wait no no no. So you said Wait, your, number so three. your number three. Your three is my. We both have the same number three. What's your number three? We got lost in the snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number three is Southpaw. Okay, that's good. Uh, Southpaw, bro, is just one. I needed this movie to come out because this was before Creed. Um, and of course, on one of the parts they had to like collapse on spilling these rats, long as you fill them with Eminem. Yeah. Uh, but Southpaw was just one of those movies where. You start off with the guy who's a champion. Um, he has everything. He, he he's the, the the guy on top. Um, he has the wife that supports him and loves him. Rachel McAdams. My Rachel McAdams. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, he loses her to a freak accident. Um, and you know, things change for him, and he kind of has to lose everything yeah. to get back to a place where. He, he, he can get everything back or get back to a place where he's back at the top, should I say? Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, to me, this is what I mean when somebody dives all the way into the movie. Oh, he's, this was complete method. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, Jake Gyllenhaal got ripped. He got ripped, bro, and it, 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 and it looked like he was a boxer. Yeah. And that matters. Oh, for sure. If you go out there you and you're just the doing part. some bullshit, you have to be the part. Yeah. He talked about a dude had a mesh head. Huh? He talked like a dude who had mesh head in that movie. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell crazy. yeah. Because he was never a defensive fighter. He no, was he was guy. all off. He yeah. was just all off. He reminded me of this guy, which his name's Brandon Rios. Yeah. Um, and Brandon Rios was kind of the same way. He was like, I'm going up there. I'm not moving my head. I'm just throwing punches. If you can't knock me out, it's over because I'm going to outpunch you. I'm going to outwork you. And I'm going to eventually get you, knock you out. Yeah. Right? Um, and that's kind of who he was because if you listen to Brandon Rios talk now, he got much better. He kind of got that little yeah. way he talks like, you know, you know, man, I just, like, he literally kind of talks like that. Um, but everything about this movie, like I said, I love, as a boxing fan, you want to see, you don't want to see bullshit. Right. You want to see these actors that are boxing actually be the boxer. You want, to know, want them to see them know what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal did that for me. Southpaw was it. It was all, it was, you know, a lot of the music, the album was good yeah, on great. Southpaw. Yeah. Um, 
the whole movie itself and just the whole story. I love everything about it. I have it on DVD, Blu-ray right now. Same. Um, sitting over there. <laughs> it's sitting over there. Yeah, I love everything about that movie, so I had to put it on number three. So I'll say this. I, I, I did love that movie. Um, I will say, and I do like Forrest Whitaker as an actor. I think he's a good actor. I just thought if they had a little bit bigger name, a little bit more presence in that spot, I think that, that takes that movie to a next level. Then Forrest Whitaker? Uh, just let, hear me out. So you think about that spot. You think about that. You got you know who's directing this movie. It's a guy named Antoine Fuqua. Do you yeah. know who this guy is directing? Yes. You know who his big, his big partner is in movies, right? Yeah. I think if Denzel's in that spot, this movie goes, this movie goes to another level. Bro, hold on. Hold on. Uh, we're not gonna get too deep. We're not, I don't want to get too deep in it because I want to keep running the time. I'm just saying, I think if Denzel's in this spot, this movie gets elevated to another spot. The only problem is that Denzel would just conquer this movie too much, and it would take the light off of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. So Forrest Worker fits it pretty. He fits it that to a perfect tee. But I think if Denzel okay. is in this movie, I see what you're saying. Uh, I think this movie is elevated a little bit more. Denzel doesn't have the eye. That he doesn't need to have the eye. He needs the little twitchy, skinny eye. He doesn't bro. need you to have that eye. Like it's the old boxer, old boxer <laughs> dude got his eye that. knocked back. You need I mean, that fucking, to, In a movie like this, you need that damn eye. There's bro. also uh, yeah, there's something called <laughs> movie magic where they about? can make this makeup. They can give him that eye. So so have Denzel look like Forrest Whitaker. You can give him that fucking eye, but I'm just saying the movie's great. I I have no problem with uh, the movie's great. I'm just saying this movie could have been yeah. even better. Right. It's one of those few times where I'm like if they put this guy in there this movie is because I wanted that because that movie I love that movie but at the same time too, I was like if they just have another guy because I there was times I just didn't think Forrest was matching what Jake was doing I feel that I think if Denzel's in there I think he's matching what Jake is doing yeah, alright well my number two eventually I'm going to get to talk about a movie before it gets said <laughs> yeah, it's <I> softball <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even Sans Pick and you got to talk about it before I did, so... Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Dude, I, I thought it was my turn, so I didn't I'm oh, sorry, hey, bro. One of my favorite things is passion in movies, and Jake brought the freaking passion, dude, that, I mean, till I collapse playing, I mean, dude, everything about this is my speed. It, I mean, I remember seeing this in the theaters. It was like, oh my Hype, god, bro. this is Hype. like. I laughed. Tell me like, I laughed Hype. like, dude, I'm about to be champion of the world because I'm about to go train. <laughs> but I'm serious. Like, anyway, I mean, there, I can't say anything that you didn't say. I mean, it's just a fantastic movie. Got everything that you need in it. Um, so cool to see. So cool to see it from. I mean, obviously, you kind of took it from my Rocky perspective. To where it was like, guy had everything, guy loses everything, had to fight back to get to where he was. Love that whole the underdog aspect to coming back from the bottom. Loved it, everything about it. That's my number two. So my number two, two would be my number two. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Rocky. Um, Rocky one? Rocky one. Okay. I don't. The only other one that I thought of that could I would thought about throwing in possibleness is the was it Rocky four? Was that versus uh, Drago? Yeah, that was fun. So number four is the only one I liked. The Mister T one that one was pretty good. Number three, but I like number four to me would have been is my second favorite out of those. Rocky Balboa comes in there too, but the first one it's a classic. I mean the classic underdog story, a guy on the come up, a guy who's looking to make a name for himself. Um, 
it kind of goes into it's weird because a lot of these movies that we talk about I just watched the new trailer for uh, that new Adam Sandler basketball movie um, and he has a line in there where he talks about it when he says obsession always beats talent and it just seems like that when you think about these underdogs that have just that absolute obsession to be the best or to take on the best you know it, it a lot of it started with Rocky I mean it's you know this underdog story of him you know want, making his ranks up into the boxing world, uh, you know, and then of course he finds someone that he's in love with, and then he gets his shot. He gets that shot against Apollo, and it just turns out to be this unbelievable fight. And it's got a great performance by Stallone, who also wrote the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just it has it, for most sports fans, it honestly just has a lot of the things that you want. Um, Sam, real quick, you said he wrote the movie, and I, I, knew, I knew that. But what, what I can't remember what it was, he, what he sold. Was it his typewriter to be able to um, – he sold something. I can't remember what it was. He sold something to try to – In the to, movie? No, in, in real life, uh, Sylvester uh, Stallone. Sold something to get the script made so he could try to sell it. His and, dog because he made a porno. <laughs> yeah, he did make a porno. I, I know, I know. No, but, uh, I think it was his typewriter. I think you're right. I think it was, it was typewriter. Like just a typewriter. I've heard that. I've heard that. I heard that story a long that, time ago, yeah. and that sounds about right. The typewriter. If someone knows the truth, let us know. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, no, but I mean, it just it truly has as sports fan, and it set, it set the precedent for a lot of the sports movies that we're talking about right now. Not just in football, or not just in boxing, but in football, baseball, basketball. It just lays a lot of the groundwork for that, and in court, and it's you know, and it's an all timer. So Absolutely. yeah, I have it at my number two. Right. Uh, number two for me is Creed two. As much as I love Creed 1... Oh, is that Creed 2? No, listen. Yes, Creed 2. That's what I said. I love Creed 1. I love the story behind Creed 1. I love everything about it. I'm not upset about Creed 1. The only reason it's not on this list is because, in my opinion, I like Creed 2 a lot more. Um, Especially with them tapping into the story of Rocky and Drago uh, and what happened with that. Because the reason we're talking about this Creed movie is because of Apollo Creed. And Drago is the reason Apollo Creed was no longer in the Rocky movies because Creed got killed in the movies. So them tapping into that and bringing that back to reality and everything that we talked about with Southpaw, we talked about with The Fighter, this movie had somebody who was at the top who lost everything, got Fear beat into him. Imagine being the heavyweight champion of the world and having fear beat into you. And now you have to, on top of be a new father, on top of be a husband, now you have to battle back to try to fight this foe who is the son of the guy that killed your father. Right? So you see him kind of go into this whole Rocky Four mind state where he went from his normal, tr- normal training camp out to the middle of nowhere and then he has to reinvent himself redevelop his body to get ready to take to go to war and you see him do that bro whatever song was playing when he came out for that fight i downloaded this bro it was lit as fuck bro like the whole entrance and everything about it it was just lit um, mom's calling. Uh, it was lit, bro. I just I love the story because you see this guy who's damaged and he just had to battle on, back that's, to me. That's we gotta talk about this for a second. What? You didn't have your mom's name in there as mom? No, my mom is 
I'm not gonna say her name on online, but that's that's who she is. When she's wow. mad at me, I don't call her mom. I call yeah. her first okay. last name. Well, like I don't say that to her face, but yeah. I don't know. I just that's that's a move. Man. One I thing I do love about these erotic. Rocky movies is that how they match up guys that are completely out of different oh, weight yeah. classes. Right. Oh, because yeah. Rocco no. was definitely not the same weight class. But you know, crazy. what's crazy about it? Is Roy Jones Jr. when he stepped up to a heavyweight? Like I'm just giving a rip. Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. There, there have been smaller heavyweights that actually beat bigger heavyweights. Um, so it's not unusual for that to happen. Yeah. But you know, yeah, dude was fucking massive. Yeah. <laughs> dude was massive. But uh, yeah, I love everything about that story. I love like if you notice, a lot of my movies are people reinventing themselves. So I love that because it's like motivation. Right. You oh, know what good I mean? Point. So. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Okay. All right. So my number one, <laughs> if you didn't think it was possible, somehow it happened to where not only did my movie get talked about once, but it got talked about twice. And that's and that's Rocky Four. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Did I draw the <laughs> Okay, real quick, let me paint the picture for you. It's 1985. I don't know if you guys know, but there was something going on between the United States and Russia, right? Cold War. Called the Cold War. And uh, this movie, to me... Ended it. <laughs> ended the Cold War. <laughs> Because when Rocky won, Russia, uh, you know, called it all off. Um, okay, no, seriously, Rocky Four. Obviously, that storyline. You got the you got the whole unite. It's like Rocky was the face of the country. He goes to Russia to do the fight, the training before the fight. You know, out in the mountains and everything. Absolutely awesome. It's uh, a classic scene. And then you know everything. I must break you. All the parts that go into this whole thing, fantastic, you know, kills Apollo Creed, he's got to avenge his... If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> he has to avenge his friend, all that. Um, dude, I, I don't know. I, obviously, Rocky One is classic because it's the first. Mm-hmm. Got everything going. It was the underdog, all that. I love that aspect. But this movie's the one that I always go back to watching because it's just the, the classic, you know, America versus Russia, uh, you know, the... The biggest guy you've ever seen in a freaking ring fighting, you know, Lil Rocky. I mean, just, everything goes to it. This is my favorite boxing movie of all time. Preston does nothing but bleed red, white, and blue. So, yes. Uh, so my number one, uh, when looking all these movies over, this was a clear, when we combined them, it was a clear domination of what, which one of the two sports, uh, has made better movies, but <laughs> my number one is Warrior. I, knew, I figured uh, that's what you're gonna go. Uh, it is. I mean, it's got all the aspects. I mean, you look at it. I mean, you look at that. The and a little bit of situation, a little bit of Rocky Four. It's got clearly Rocky, but not just one, two, but three underdogs in this movie, and they're all related. Um, two brothers fighting each other with their dad who's trying to get some redemption after being a just an awful alcoholic. <laughs> terrible dad. Yeah, terrible dad, terrible alcoholic. Okay, so he apparently wasn't terrible to one of I mean he was in a way, but he did he did train him to become yeah. a, a great fighter. Yeah. Or wrestler anyway. But then but you get so you had this trio of just three just 
unbelievable performances from Tom Hardy, Joel Egerton, and Nick Nolte. Um, Nolte was the only one who ended up getting nominated. But uh, all three deserved serious recognition. The movie is set up really well. You find background for each one of them and why they're choosing to do what they're doing and fighting in this uh, massive event. Um, I think the event is the only kind of question mark because I don't know if a brain can handle getting punched that yeah, much. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the only one. It's a little high one, but that's, that's it. But outside of that, it's the structure is set up really well. You get montages. You get some really incre- rewatchable scenes. Um, and, you know, the guy in the direction is perfect. It's got it's got one of those lip quivering endings um, that uh, it's got a perfectly good uh, ending song. Uh, the match is set up really well. I mean, this movie came out 11 years ago. So, if, again, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing. It just and it's so it just so happened to come out in the same year Moneyball did. So I not get one but two incredible sports movies. That is awesome. Um, but it's just it's it's for it now. It had to be – walking out of that movie, I remember walking out of it, not just thinking I just saw in a, you know, a great boxing movie, but I just thought I saw like an all-time great movie for me because it, it had everything structure-wise that you would want in it. Um, and it also got a guy in it that I'm, I became a huge fan of in Tom Hardy, oh, big and he owned this movie completely. Um, it was just – it's just a great movie. It was a great watch. Uh, I love it. Warriors number one. <clears throat> My number one was already talked about, um, but uh, you know I'll, I'll talk about it again. Uh, honestly, it's not even close to me. It's nothing as close to it because it's the reason. In, in my number one, it's the reason why we have. Like Philly said, it's the reason we have all these movies that we're talking about right now as far as combat movies or fighting movies or sports sports movies, and it's Rocky, in my opinion. Um, and, I, and I battle with myself like, damn, I really loved number three as a kid, watching him fight Mr. T or uh, what was his name? Langston Clubber. Langston, yeah, yeah. Langston Clubber <laughs> in the movie. Um, that, mon- really, that, the beach montage is what I really and, and, then, and then I was like, but... If I had to pick, it's going to be between Rocky and Rocky 2. And honestly, there is no Rocky 2. There's no Rocky 3. There's no Creed. There's no Southpaw. There's none of this shit without Rocky. Without him, you know, going and buying a turtle from his wife. Without him, you know, running, trying to catch a chicken. Without him begging to be trained by this guy who had to humble himself and realize the opportunity that was in front of Rocky. And he would never get that opportunity as a trainer unless he trained Rocky. So everything about this movie is just one of those things where it's, again, a guy reinventing himself to become something that nobody thought he would be. Right. And even at the end of the movie, he still didn't get the job done. But it put a lot, you know, it made up for it. There's there's why that's why there's a Rocky, too. Um and like I said, no, none of these other movies would be impossible. I think, I think people, I think a lot of world champions we have today got introduced to boxing through Rocky. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, think about that for a second. A lot of these guys we consider Hall of Fame fighters, because this movie came out in the 70s. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys we consider Hall of Fame fighters today, fighters today, watch Rocky. They love Rocky. They were introduced to boxing through Rocky. Like, that's just crazy to think about. So, 
rocky and it's not even close to me. Like, we could talk about number two. We could talk about, obviously, I love number four. I love number three. Um, but without Rocky, the original, yeah. if that wasn't in, in, in the budget for that movie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the budget for that movie. And I just remember him cracking eggs, drinking raw eggs. Like, the way he was training, it was just so, like, I don't have shit, but I'm about to go in here. Yeah. And I'm about to fuck the champion up. And that's low-key what he did. Right? So. Hey, and you know what's funny? I'm, um, you know, we're talking about all the Rockies. You can make an argument for every movie how great it is. Because I think even Rocky Five, bringing in Tommy Morrison, it's like. Oh, yeah. It's like. Before he has hey, Tommy. Uh, you know? <laughs> it's just like, there's so many good parts in that movie, too. It's like. I don't even, know. I, even, I love the even Rocky, Rocky Balboa, though, like, when he no, fought Antonio it, Tarver. I mean, it was good. I, I just yeah, think it, it's... Balboa's got the best... Rocky Balboa's got the best speech yeah, all in all the movies. Yeah. Getting knocked down sometimes. Yeah, all that. Yeah, no, it, it's fantastic in that sense, but it, I, I don't know. It, you either love them or hate it, because I know so many people that just bash on the Rocky movies. And I just, I just don't understand that. I don't get that. I, don't, I mean, I... People bash on Rocky movies? So, but the only one I've heard it in bash on is Five. Number five, yeah. And that's mainly because they had that stupid robot in it, too. Yeah, that was a much. But anyway... I heard number five. Yeah, bashed. number five is the only one I know that gets bashed well, on the know, most. Like, His like, son was a little bitch, too, but we, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that sometime. Right. <laughs> Balboa, Balboa, out of... It doesn't... Rocky Balboa doesn't get bashed on as much. I mean, people act like that one. Mm-hmm. Um... But I mean, the rest of them know that there's not oh. much hate. I mean, if people hate him, I don't understand it. Yo, Adrian, Adrian. <laughs> I love Rocky, bro. I can't. Like, I could watch like Duke. Sometimes, literally, I will literally, I will watch Rockies, all the Rockies. Like, I'm about to watch Rocky one, two, three, four, five. I hell, I gotta yeah. go and then I'm gonna watch. Oh shit! I gotta watch Creed now. Yeah, you know, right. it's just like I love Rocky, bro. I could watch each movie. Yeah. Number five is tough, but I could watch every movie. I'm gonna watch Southpaw, and I'll be like, "Man, Forrest, you're killing it." <laughs> Denzel in this movie, <laughs> <laughs> nah, and awesome. then you're gonna make her just put the eye on him. I'll be like, "All right, Denzel." It's the eye on the tiger. I was like, "You do have a fucky eye," and I'm just like, "No, you'd have to just go straight Denzel." Forrest had the eye of the tiger. Damn. You know, so. And I, actually, I'll probably, I'll probably, I'll probably watch Southpaw for the about what. Ten minutes that Rachel McAdams is in it, and then I'll be like, "Well, this movie's yeah. over." So yeah. Man, we're, we're done here. Uh, no, that's a good spot, guys. We're, we're uh, great list. I think I, we're a lot closer than I thought we were going to be on that. I, 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 there's just so many movies. Yeah, low key. I'm there not, was I, a lot of. I, I, I knew somebody was going to have Warrior more. Is my number so. six. I love Warrior, man. I just like. I, I'm just thinking. I don't know. I got so wrapped up in boxing. I started thinking, "Well, dang, this is good. Well, dang, this is good." And I think maybe if they, the tournament had been. Maybe a little bit more realistic. I get that. It would I get have, that. It would have been in my top five because I just remember seeing that first time and being like, oh, this is kind of a lot. It just would surprise me if like you watched – I mean obviously this came in at 11, so UFC is a little bit more solidified. Right. But it would surprise me if you go to find out like when UFC was first starting to come out, they had these the kind of tournaments. Stuff. Dude, go back and watch some of those old videos of the first UFC stuff, yeah. fighting on carpet and stuff. <laughs> it's like it's unbelievable the stuff that they were doing. It's just crazy. But so my six and my seven were Raging Bull and the Hurricane. I had uh, one of my movies that I, I loved as a kid was this movie called The Gladiator. It had Cuba Gooding Jr. in it. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that's that a good movie, one. That, that movie is a good was one. Really, really <laughs> good. I, I love everything about that movie. I put it on there because. To me personally, I like the movie so much. There's some terrible acting in it. 
Don't get me wrong, but never back down. No, I love I never back down, bro. So like, who doesn't like never back down? So, bro? so, so here's the thing. Here's, yeah, there's the thing. There's so only two MMA movies that I I know and actually like, and it's Warrior, and then it's Never Back Down. Dude, I, mean, I love Never I Back Down, bro. That, that shit was too, lit, bro. Like, I went to the movies to see that, and I was lit. Like, oh, that shit was dope. No, for sure. So a couple was gonna put like I had Undisputed as one. That was another one I had. But then I was like, I really like the Michael J. White ones too. Even though he's kind of a cheesy actor, but he does that for real. Like he trades with MMA fighters, which is pretty cool. Cinderella Man would have been there in that like nice spot. I need, to, Bull. I need to watch that again because I watched that when that like, was like coming out, and I think I don't think I appreciated it as much as like now. Because I mean, like it's a fantastic story. Yeah, watch it while you're an adult. Yeah, like watch it, <laughs> watch it while you, your brain is full of maturity. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, I remember the, the storyline's amazing. I, I love the storyline and all that. And of course, bro, I had a hard time though, bro, because we were like, he said, we said originally he was like fighting movies, and then I had to tell myself <laughs> we're gonna keep it more sport because yeah. I definitely was gonna have blood sport on this bitch. I'm not gonna lie to you. Blood sport. <laughs> I think blood sport because that's competition. It is competition. So that, that, that might have been eligible. It's more of a like. I thought about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, bro. Like, okay, now we're just ridiculous. <laughs> no, I get that, but it's that's a video. That's a that's blood, a video game. Blood sport, bro. If blood sport blood went, went to you, bro. Blood sport's on that know. fence, just same as the way as like Karate Kid is on the fence. So yeah, Karate Kid. But, and then that movie with uh, Chuck Norris. Psychic, psychic was like, hey, don't, don't come inside. I want, 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 I uh, that is for this episode, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Ran a little long, but that's okay. We're on about two and a half we hours again. But thought uh, <laughs> <laughs> time might be a little shorter, but hey, it shows we love. It's going to be an hour. It, 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 loves what we, it shows we love what we're, we're talking about. And we're passionate about it, and um, hopefully, I want to hear from some people about their movies because this. I thought this was a very good week to where a lot of people uh, might have different ranges of what they thought and what it classified and all that. So and we're getting close. To the sports so, movie draft, absolutely. That's we, we got we got a few more to do. Though, we got right? we got we're gonna do a combo. Like, we're gonna do hockey because hockey and golf, hockey and golf on Thursday, uh-huh. and then if there's, I don't know. I, mean, I almost wanted. I was day, uh, days of thunders out there, so I almost <laughs> want to do a racing movie. But. Well, I think bowling even. King Smart House is terrible. <laughs> that one is terrible. Johnny Tsunami was lit, Johnny though. Tsunami was lit, Johnny Tsunami was lit, Johnny Tsunami was lit. All right, let's wrap this up. Yeah. We can talk about this all day.
But make sure you follow us on social media. That's how you get to see our lists. Uh, you know, we're posting on there, like I said, and um, hopefully you guys stuck around to this point to hear that list because I thought this was fire. I mean, it was, yeah, it really this was good. Fun. These lists are getting better and better and more. Except uh, Preston's got talked about before he could even talk about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> today you got to hear my list do the others, so that, that was fun. But uh, anyway, that like I said, that does it for today, and uh, we'll see you guys on Thursday. Chippy, chippy, bang, bang. See ya.